and welcome to Cinema Spectator, a show where an expert and a casual movie fan watch movies in the cinematic canon. Today's film is no film at all. We're going to play a game, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know what game we're playing, so Juzo is going to introduce us. But before we do that, um, I've got two very special guests with us. Isaac is out. Uh, he's doing some fun stuff this weekend. So I've decided to recruit my, my friends, Juzo Greenwood. Juzo, how are you doing? Uh, very good, Cameron. Thanks for having me yet again as the substitute. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll insert yeah. the game in a bit, and then yeah. And first time on the official show, I think, is Tim Smith. Tim, how are you doing? Hey guys, how's it going? Tim, uh, he's been on some of the commentaries um, way back in the day. He used to come up to my apartment and get um, get sloshed with uh, with me in my in my room watching movies. Just, but just being tipsy. But uh, it was uh, it was it was a good time. But he's I don't think he's ever been on the proper show. So welcome, Tim. He is um, he loves to uh, tell people that he's watched movies. And then uh, and then he says he says things like, oh, yeah, that's a great movie. And then you're like, oh, you've seen it. And he says, no. <laughs> and, uh, and you wonder why he says that. That's um, my beige not, flag. I take yeah. podcasts for the gospel. So when I hear yeah, something, yeah. I repeat it. <laughs> Sean's <laughs> fantasy's word it's, is said. It's the truth, I guess. But yeah. Yes, yes. True, true, true. Um, yeah, well, anyways, uh, I did want to talk, before we get into the game, me and Juzo watched Mission Impossible this weekend. Um, so I wanted to briefly talk about that. Uh, Juzo, what did you think of rewatching Mission Impossible with me? We, I feel like we had a good time. It's a really long movie, and I, I loved it. Halfway through, but. yeah, that's right. And you lost your wallet, but it was actually in the seat. <laughs> and I lost my wallet. Um, no, it was uh, no, that was fine. Uh, it was uh, I don't know. I think it's great. I, I had I had a great time watching it. I do think it's it, not perfect, and it probably is the lesser of the last four, I guess. Um, yeah, and I don't know. There's some there's some central plot points that I'm a little iffy about, um, but it's just an ex- experience, and just in terms of uh, his directorial craft, he's just as good as he ever. Macquarie, I mean, um, mm-hmm. it's 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 a beautifully directed, and, and you know the big set pieces are just amazing. There's a whole car chase in Rome that could be my favorite scene of any movie this year. I just think it's amazing and very funny and delightful i almost get the same buzz i remember feeling when i'd see west side story and i knew the gym scene was about to happen and i'd have get like it'd be like exciting i knew it was the big thing was about to happen and every time i see mission impossible i'm like excited to see the rome uh car thing again because it's just just fantastic um yeah so no, yeah i enjoyed it a lot the car chases and um the action set pieces i i thought were really just excellently done as always um Though I was saying that some of the um, some of the moments I don't know, I it's definitely the story that bothered me the most, and I I will agree with you that it's the weakest of the um, of the most recent of the Mission Impossible movies, maybe since three I guess or yeah that's what I was I thinking know. yeah I yeah. think I like it it's more it's better than three but probably below the Brad Bird one. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It's still still a lot of fun. I love Haley Atwell in the movie having this sort of like mentor slash romantic. It's almost like a sort of a Hitchcock romantic adventure thriller relationship going on there. Um, Rebecca Ferguson gets a little bit of short shrift. I don't know if we want to talk more about that, but um, 
it's uh it's it's you know it's just a lot of fun this and and as i said just really well made yeah well no no spoilers about it but um i will say it suffers severely from what i call uh part one ism um and and part well, basically what i mean by that is you know one movie is set up to be you know sort of the the ultimate of like the plot driven sequence and it's like we're we're setting up basically for the next movie and then the next movie is the one that that like all the exciting fun stuff happens um not to right, say that right. this doesn't have a lot of fun stuff in it but plot wise this is a very like it's a really kind of dumb plot to be honest in a way that makes it um makes you like want to to i don't know it's like it's it's kind of it's gearing you to want to um watch the next one uh but it kind of it almost does a couple things that i'm like wait aren't you aren't we setting this up for the next one and you did this like it's kind of weird in that way Um, yeah but i i don't know to me um i always get really annoyed when when movies do that i think another another one that's not actually a part one but it has the same syndrome is uh captain america captain america civil war um is like a big Mm. example for me where it 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 feels like it's a setup for for the next part of of all those movies. Um, I feel like that's yeah. almost yes and no. I think there's times, or you could look at that movie and think of it as a as a uh, it builds it builds upon other movies. Or you could, it also feels like a standalone. You, you can go either way. Yeah, I just Civil mean War. for me, like for me, Civil War was disappointing because I wanted more. Um, I wanted like the con- conflict to be a little bit more consequential this is totally a dumb sidetrack but i wanted the conflict to be more consequential but it's 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 a little um it's a little half-baked in that movie um where i feel like it could be you know sort of this it's like it's a conflict that was made directly for civil war and then um you know things things fall into place where they should be for the next movies you know um it's Mm, kind of in some ways it's kind of a filler movie um but but that movie Anyways, didn't have that, that, a, an hour-long homage to Buster Keaton and one of the greatest stunts probably ever filmed. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give that, that uh, a win to Macquarie on that. I think. Well, Juzo, um, I do think that this game is going to take quite some time, so I think we should just jump <laughs> right into it. To be honest, you don't want to hear about everything um, I've seen you... this week. I mean. <laughs> I would love to, but in some ways, I think this might be a little more pressing. Not really, I just, but well, this is going to take forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, okay. Just want to say really quick, though, to set the record straight, I rewatched Silence. <laughs> I thought it was great. Cameron, I, I listened to the episode and felt deep shame because Cameron was using basically me as the example of a person who doesn't understand the severity of stepping on the image of Jesus. And I just want to say, I think I did understand the severity. It was just the movie itself that was boring to me. (laughs) And I just thought it was slow and mundane. And, you know, I was, uh, I forgot my glasses. I probably just fell asleep, honestly. Like that was probably the problem. And uh, honestly, it helps watching at home because you can stop, you can take a nap. I think I got some pizza. Um, It's kind of uh, breaking it up is, it, it does it some benefit actually. And, um, it's it's very compelling and a very good movie. So, just wanna you know, sorry Martin Scorsese, I I did you wrong, back in 2016. You actually well, did not break your streak. It's good to hear because um, I really love that movie and I think that discussion reflects me and Isaac 
both um, had a really. I feel like that that episode is really good, like a really good discussion between us. Um, Great I, discussion. I couldn't believe some of the stuff you guys were. You guys were saying like this is the best portrayal of. I think Isaac said it was the best portrayal of God in any movie, and I was like, "Wow, that's." I mean, much respect, I have to say. Uh, so yeah, yeah, quite yeah. powerful movie. Would recommend. Um, okay, so should I get to the thing we're doing? Let's do it. Okay, it's not exactly a game. It's more of a. There is this bracket that Rotten Tomatoes put out. I think they they're celebrating their 25th anniversary. And so they put out this bracket of, I think it's 64 directors. I didn't actually count, but um, filmmakers who started in the last 25 years, which is kind of something we're always talking about, like who are the next generation of directors, you know, directors under a certain age or started at a certain time. And um, yeah, we're just going to go through the bracket and um, make our decisions of um who gets to the top? I don't. I mean, it's not that complicated, right? And I, I, I no. I'll send a, a link so Cameron can link the um, the bracket we're looking at. If you, anyone who's listening wants to follow along, and um, yeah, and uh, there is a full ahead. bracket that uh, Rotten Tomatoes did. Um, that you know, everybody. I guess everybody voted on their website and. Oh um, yeah, who who actually won? Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, not gonna. I don't think we're gonna reference that because we made a couple changes and we did a couple things just to suit our tastes. Um, you know, yeah. Or just people, you know, the combination of directors, either we haven't seen, or I just, there's a few directors who I felt were uh, big omissions on the list. So really quickly, I'm just going to try to say them now, Cameron, who are, yeah, which sure, we're switching sure. out. Okay. So for Joanna Hogg, just because a lot of us hadn't seen her movies and I, I like the souvenir too, but we're putting in Trey Edward Schultz, um, for James Wan, Aquaman is bad, so I'm kicking off James Wan in favor of Mike Mills, and Mamoru Hosoda. I think I've only seen Mirai, and um, uh, the others hadn't seen anything, so I'm um, putting Andrew Stanton, uh, the Pixar filmmaker. Other than that, it'll be the same as as listed. So, any questions, f- fellas? No. Let's get into our first. Uh, pairing on this on okay. this list. So we'll go from the top on the left here. Um, yeah. Our first pairing we have Antoine Fuqua versus Pete Doctor. Now, <laughs> I like Antoine Fuqua. I just I don't want to like dismiss him completely because I think Training Day's cool movie. Southpaw's good. Equalizer two, but it's Pete Doctor. Who are we kidding here? What do you guys? Think? Yeah, I mean I like I like Southpaw. Like you said, um, I think that's the only one. I haven't seen Training Day. I, I what? You haven't seen Training Day? Or, no, it's, yeah, I know, I know. That's a great one. I I'm sure the there's first... gonna be there's gonna be a lot of these on uh, on this list that Tim is gonna ask me. Oh, you haven't seen that movie? Yeah, no. <laughs> and then Tim hasn't either, uh, but he's just. <laughs> but <laughs> no. you're you're a fan of Fuqua, Tim. Yeah, the only movie I've seen from him is uh, Training Day, and I've only seen it once, but the performance that Denzel gets is so electrifying, and it carries mm-hmm. the movie. I'm not sure if any other actor will be able to do the same as he does, but oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost in the trance of, it's, it feels like a heist movie. It's all sorts of different genres that kind of go into this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if any characters from Pete ha- surpasses Denzel in this. So that's Denzel. That's for an me. interesting question. Yeah, I don't know about specific characters. I don't know. I, I, there's some pretty iconic characters in the Pete doctor filmography who i think 
maybe we'll go in more depth later because I think he's gonna make it pretty. Fun. But I, will you, are you guys all voting for Pete? Um, well, I will say before we do that, um, I have actually sh- seen Shooter, uh, the Mark Wahlberg movie, but I don't know if that that doesn't really play into that. my your <laughs> vote. It's okay. It's okay. It's like a you know kind of a standard. Uh, okay. So you're doctor. I'm doctor. You I, doctor. I'm with. I'm uh, Pete Doctor for sure. Tim, if you want to vote, are you going doctor? Or? Uh, sure. I mean, if nice. you if you want to vote for Fuqua, that's fine. Just register your. You, you're going nah. doctor. Okay. Yeah, I'll go doctor. I will have bigger fish to fry later on in this, so okay. mm. I'll save those. All right. Okay. All right. So doctor moves on. Okay. So the next one. This is kind of tough. We got Denis Villeneuve versus Lynn Who's Ramsey. That? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> so Denis Villeneuve, Dune, Blade Runner, Arrival, and then Lynn Ramsey, lesser known, but uh, we need to talk about Kevin. Um, you were never really here. Very, really great movies. Um, yeah. What are you guys? Who think, are you guys voting for here? I think for me, this is really unfortunate that she's paired with with Villeneuve because I think Villeneuve is someone that I think will move on pretty far as well. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, uh, we'll see. But um for me like villeneuve has a has a much longer list of of movies that i really love whereas ramsey she really is one of my you know favorite artisans and i think she like um we need to talk about kevin is is an absolutely stunning haunting movie maybe better than any movie villeneuve has made but because she's only made a handful of movies it's hard to it's hard to put her up necessarily against um, against Villeneuve, who consistently puts out things. He's pretty impressive great. body yeah. work. Yeah, I think actually yeah, I Prisoners and and we need to talk about Kevin are on the same wavelength of like horrifying and that's a good double like, feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generations, parents and children. Um, yeah. By the way, best use of Ezra Miller. Maybe the only good use of Ezra Miller ever is. We need first to talk about Kevin. Wallflower wasn't bad. What first of <laughs> I never seen it. it. Okay, it, it's a young adult coming of age when, when that was. No, my brother likes that movie. I, I got to see that actually. But um, Tim, who who are you going for here? Obviously, it's going to be Dune or Dune guy. Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Okay, yeah, but yeah, I I I go Villeneuve, but I we were registering the respect for for Lynn Ramsey, who's very good, and I think just shot a movie with Joaquin Phoenix and um, Rooney Mara. That's what I've heard. So looking mm. forward to that. Ooh. Um, so how was actually go back back to her? Um, did you guys ever seen Foxcatcher or Ratcatcher? The one she, Rat, the Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher. I've never seen yeah. that. Cameron, I think I gave that to you uh, on DVD. But yeah, I, think I haven't watched, watched it. it. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever. I Barry Jenkins likes it. Yeah, <laughs> Every, Morven Collar is supposed to be good. I mean, she's 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 really good. But Villeneuve, it's just yeah. it's a deep enemy. You know, even um, D, um great great filmmaker. Okay, no. moving on then. Um, yeah. So the next pairing, these are also both pretty strong. We got Steve McQueen, the British director, not the uh, white actor, that, and Alejandro oh, yeah. G. Inarritu, um, who made Birdman, uh, The Revenant, uh, some other movies. Um, My question is for that: Why does I feel like he gets hate, uh, Alejandro? There's some people, like, yeah, the Adam Namans of the world. There's some people who really hate Inarritu. Which I've only kind of realized recently because I always thought, you know, I think it might be just because he's had such success at the Oscars. Um, mm-hmm. His Oscar win for Birdman was both 
incredibly deserved because I love that movie and also the most crushing disappointment of my Oscar watching life because he beat Richard he actually beat Richard Linklater in three categories for boyhood and that was uh, that was a tough night I remember yeah go ahead go ahead oh no I just saying it was it was a tough night that's all okay how does uh, Birdman hold up 10 years after, later? It's been a little Almost while since I saw it, but I, I always, I've seen it probably six times. I, I love that movie. Um, and I, his other movies are pretty somber, so I, I don't rewatch them a lot. But I like Beautiful a lot, and I like, um, uh, what's the other really good one? Revenant's good. Um, uh, Morris Peros. I don't like Babel, and I didn't really like his new movie, Bardo. Um, but, but they're okay, and he, you know, he has a real you know, talent. Um, I I still think I'm probably gonna go for McQueen here. What about you guys? Because I th- this is hard. It's hard because I think I think I like Widows maybe more than um, more than anything Inuyasha has done. Though yeah. it's hard because I I do like The Revenant and I do like Birdman. Um, and you know they're they're ones that are that are very like. Um, visceral, but not that fun in in some ways. Yeah, um, especially Revenant, I think is is kind of a crushing movie, and you know. But it's in in the same way. Twelve Years a Slave is one that I've only seen once, and I don't necessarily yeah, want not, to not a go back and watch. Widows is a rewatchable um, though. That's that's the thing is, is totally. McQueen has made he's made two. I think his I that's why I, I would vote for McQueen just because I think Widows and Twelve Years a Slave I'd put over any in a Ritu and. They're just fantastic, but it's funny that one is so unpleasant and the other is like such a pleasure to watch. So much fun. Um, yeah. So I'm, so I think I'll, I'll go. McQu- I'll, I'll vote. I'll vote McQueen as well. Yeah. yeah, Tim. What about you? To be completely transparent, I haven't seen a single film by by McQueen. Oh really? I've heard of, yeah, I've heard his name. Shame is his first film, I believe. Or yeah, Shame, Shame is really good. Yeah, Hunger is really good. Hunger. Um, I know he did that trio films with uh, Amazon a couple years ago during the pandemic. Yeah, the small acts. It's a series of like five films. Yeah, I really liked uh, Red, White, and Blue from that. Um, yeah, good filmmaker. I, I know he's pre- and he's prestigious, so it's my fault for not seeing anything from him. But I've seen uh, Birdman, which we talked about, and I haven't. I think I will go with uh, Alejandro on this one. Okay, so you just yeah Alejandro by, by default, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. But that means McQueen takes it because McQueen takes it. One. Yeah, to the next round. So mm-hmm. the next we have we have Sarah Polly, uh, former actress who made Women Talking and Take This Waltz, stories we tell which I haven't seen, and then Darren Aronofsky, uh, who made Requiem for a Dream, Black Swan, uh, Mother, a number of good movies. Um, guys, I mean I. I think it's pretty clearly Aronofsky just for the body of work. Sarah Polly just is a newer filmmaker. She's, I've seen two of her movies. I thought Take This Waltz was terrific. It might be as good or better than any movie he's made. Women Talking, very mid, not really good at all. Um, sorry. But um, but Aronofsky, you know, Black Swan is terrific. Uh, Requiem for a Dream is great. Mother was one of the most harrowing movies I've ever seen. Um, oh, he made the whale also. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I assume you, you guys are the... not big Polly heads, right? See what, Cameron? Um, the Noah movie. Did you ever, ever see I that? I did. I saw that in theaters. I saw it at the Static Cinema. I I thought it was really great, actually. 
It's it's pretty weird, but it got a lot of hate for some reason. Um, I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, that always surprised me. I, I always thought that was yeah. pretty uh, pretty solid. Um, yeah. So, I, I I'm think- gonna I, to be quite honest, I I don't even know who Sarah Polly is, so I'm gonna <laughs> vote Aronofsky. But also, I, I you know just looking at her line of work, I feel like it's pretty clear that she she doesn't have quite the. Um, the same reach of of Aronofsky and and I will say like Requiem for a Dream um, is one of those movies that I think is in the lexicon of like being being up there with some of the the greats. It's like in the Fight Club type, uh, you know, where people people yeah. think of it when it when certain things happen. You know, this is like yeah, oh, it's sort of edgy. This reminds 90s. me of Re- Requiem Ye- for a Dream. Oh. you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and it holds up. It's 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 also quite harrowing. Uh, yeah. Tim, where are you at here? Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with uh, Alejandro. Sorry, not Alejandro. Uh, what's his Aronofsky? Name? Yeah, Aronofsky. I'm gonna go with him. Um, I remember watching Working for a Dream for the first time. There was such a rush, a thrilling rush of that movie. The cuts and everything. Oh yeah. It was like when I watched it about a couple of years ago when I was still eighteen, nineteen. Mm-hmm. So I was still learning f- about films, and that was one of the films that surprised me. Like, oh, this style was so eye-catching. I'm not sure, I mean, that's the only movie I've seen from him. I haven't seen Mutter or Black Swan, so I'm not sure if he continues that style of filmog- style of uh, movies, but I'm going to go with him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think yeah, it's unanimous. So Aronofsky moves ahead. Uh, okay, so next we have... Uh, Todd Field, who's made only three movies, In the Bedroom, Little Children, and Tar. And Luca Guadagnino, who's made Calling By Your Name, uh, the Suspiria remake, which is terrible. Uh, what's the other oh. thing he made? Bigger Splash is all. good. I haven't seen Bones and All. Um, that's, that's, I, I Am Love, that's good. Um, I like Luca quite a bit. Um, but Field, those are three pretty excellent movies. And even though it's a small body of work, uh, that's who I would go for. Yeah, this is hard because. <laughs> um, Have you just seen one from ways, each of them? I think. No, I've seen the Suspiria remake for, for oh, right, uh, right. Guadina. So it's like I I did love Call Me by Your Name, um, but then the Suspiria remake kind of brought that down. Uh, where it's like I don't right. I don't like it. You know, on balance, it's kind of a a wash for me. Um, if I'm evaluating his his filmography like that, um, whereas Field, I've seen Tar and I I do love Tar though. I would probably it's a hard one because both both I, I I love both of those movies, but I'm not like in love with with either in in like a way that I am gonna put it on and and watch regularly. You know, neither mm-hmm. of those movies I'm like. Uh, itching to watch again necessarily so mm-hmm. i don't feel super strongly about about either um but i think i'm gonna give it to field because i like tar probably better than than call me by your name but maybe just a hair okay. yeah sure um yeah i think i think oh go ahead Tim. yeah i was thinking about this one i saw this one on the list a couple of days ago and i was thinking i was gonna go with field but then i think that the movies, even though he's a better director, I was gonna go with I'm gonna go with Luca just for his one his mount of films, and two they all seem like they're more pleasant films. 
mm-hmm. to watch. They're not as intense or. Well, other than Suspiria, but yes. Yeah. I walked out of the movie. You walked out of Suspiria? Yes. Not a but bad choice, honestly. <laughs> I was like halfway through it. It's it's moody. I feel like Dakota Johnson redeemed her name after the dark the darker series trilogy. Um, she's pretty Shades, funny. Yeah, yeah. Fifty Shades. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with uh, Luca. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna go with Todd Field just for I I love I think Little Children is even better than Tar and I like Tar a lot. In the bedroom is great. Um, but please I wish you would make that. more movies. But what's that, Tim? Please note that she should have won Best Actress this last past year. Kate Blanchett? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think so, too. Sorry, Michelle Yeoh. But... She deserves it, too, but oh, yeah. yeah. Kate Blanchett. Is she frozen there? Are we good? I'm good. Can you hear, see um, me? I don't know. No, he's, he's there. Okay. Um, <laughs> So and so, I mean, I what is what are we what are we saying? Did, did to, Todd, Field Todd move Field. up? Todd, yeah. you, you did Field, right, Cameron? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Todd Field moves on with two votes. All right. So then next we have our substitution of Trey Edward Schultz, Waves, Kreisha, comes at night, and then Jason Reitman, who made Juno and Up in the Air, Young Adult, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Uh well I don't know have you guys even seen a bunch of Reitman movies I I this is my first no, like I'm pretty conflicted I don't like Juno at all <laughs> I'm anti Juno <laughs> I liked it at the time but I it's been a while I don't know yeah I haven't seen I don't think I've seen any of Reitman's work um, oh wow so for me so you're a default uh, Schultz this is this is a clear Schultz victory um. But I've only seen one of his movies, so I don't know if that. <laughs> but Which it is. Seen? To be, I've seen Waves, um, but it okay. is one of my favorite movies of the past decade. So you know, I, he was I, he was probably going up for me no matter what. But. Okay, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with uh, Schultz as well. I haven't seen Waves, but I've seen It Comes at Night, which I thought oh. that at the at that time I wasn't mad at it. I know people say that's one of the biggest movies that kind of do like a bait and switch or the p- commercials give a certain type of feel they made it seem more like a traditional horror movie when it's yeah. not but really a horror a, movie at all but it's, it's a, a slow movie. burn yeah, yeah it's a great movie and i remember talking to juzo about krisha krisha is great krisha is intense that's and also just a great like do it yourself make it for a few thousand dollars in your family's mm-hmm. home kind of movie and um yeah i saw that in theaters and i was like this guy, he's got something, and I feel like the last, the two after that, paid off on that uh, prediction. Um, yeah. So here's where I'm conflicted. I think there's no debate that Schultz is the more talented filmmaker. Like he is more a more talented craftsman than Jason Reitman, clearly. But I do have a a, a deep love of those first Jason Reitman movies, um, even though he's really kind of fallen out of favor making these kind of either failed dramas or like Ghostbusters sequel, which just sucked. Um, he's kind of, he's gone from someone who I would have said, like, this is one of my favorite newer people to just someone who is kind of fallen off the map for me. Um, but up in the air to me is like one of my favorite movies ever. That's still, even though it's probably kind of corny to watch now, it still would put it above any Schultz movie, I think. Um, and I love young adult. Um, but I think at the end of the day, 
the combination of him feeling like more in his element at the moment and also just how great waves was um i think i'm gonna give it to schultz uh by a small margin any word on his new if he's filming a new movie or still nothing yeah he's he he shot a movie with uh, he co-wrote with the weekend and the weekend is in it which makes me a little nervous but it also stars <laughs> uh jenna ortega and uh, barry keown who i think are both pretty good um uh, who sh- uh, the guy who shot black Klansman shot it the guy who did the music for good time did the music um so i i think could be interesting that's promising i, I know anything about it basically it's just untitled schultz movie but it's in post it'll probably be out in the next you know the few months festival or award in, next year yeah maybe, maybe maybe next year um but yeah i'm certainly more excited for whatever schultz is cooking than reitman um, but okay. I will say that Reitman does feel like he's his face has been in the conscious for the last twenty years. So I'm more That's familiar true, with yeah. Reitman than than uh, Stanton. But yeah, Stanton deserves this. Or Schultz, 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 Schultz. Sorry. Okay. All right. Maybe this one we can kind of get through pretty quick because it's I don't know if we have much investment. This at Pizza Pong, we're a Seth the Cool, the art house Thai filmmaker for May Memoria. And Ava DuVernay, who's made uh, Selma, uh, what did she make? Wrinkle in Time. Um, Good movies oh, I haven't yeah. seen. <laughs> I liked her. Her miniseries was great, though. The one on the Central Park uh, was it the Central Park Five. That was great. Um, but um, I, I mean, will I, say the only so for, from this one, I've I haven't seen very many of either of these people. I haven't seen any of the. I don't even know how to say. We're ethical. We're ethical. Um, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen any of his films. Um, DuVernay, all I've seen is the uh, the documentary she did, um, 13th. Oh, 13th? That was pretty good, um, maybe? I don't know. I, I didn't really like it, but I also had to watch it for like a dumb class, so that probably informed my <laughs> oh, yeah, my opinion of it. And it wasn't, it wasn't like um, – I wasn't really judging the filmmaking of it, though, um, you know, whatever. Anyways, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of opt out on this one. I don't really have much uh, to enough. add to this discussion. Tim, oh, do you man. have a opinion? We're ethical, hundred percent. Really? So you've seen those? You like no? Memorial? I haven't seen any of the movies. Well, so you haven't seen <laughs> no. either of the movies? No, I haven't. But Memorial, that's the one with Taylor Swinton, right? Yeah. Okay, so I thought that was an interesting way of. I'm not sure if he he kept with his promise, but he did say that it's never gonna come on DVD. And this was going to be like a traveling film that goes to state to state or city through city. They did that for a while. Yeah. It's sort of tour. Okay. Um, so it print, but yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but that one seems more compelling than, than Ava. Well, okay. But you haven't even <laughs> seen them. I'm going to carry my vote through here because I, it's actually based on the fact I've seen their <laughs> movies. Oh, uh, very good. So I'm going to go. I have to, no dog in this fight. I like Selma and, you know, I don't know. Uh, I just, uh, Pizza Pong is just not my, my speed, but uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay. Next. Oh, wow. This is going to be a tough one. Bong Joon-ho <laughs> versus Adam McKay. Gosh, so I don't know. So tough. Oh, we just, obviously do we even need Bong to talk Joon-ho. about this? I is mean, it Bong? It's obviously Bong. No, I'm I will say, say Adam McKay. <laughs> Shut up, Tim. I'm serious. Um, who do you actually um, think, Tim? I I know. I look. I'll give a shout out to Adam McKay because he made Anchorman, one of the funniest movies ever. Big Short was quite good. I really. Liked I even like the other guys. But um, come on, Tim. What do you really? Think? I, no, I'm. I I know I do troll a lot, and I I say a lot of stuff that comes out of my mouth. But 
I think for cultural impact overall, the last five years, uh, Bong Joon Ho has been bigger. But there's nothing. And made better Bong movies. <laughs> Therefore, I th- and is just a better filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, he's made. I think it's Adam McKay. All right. Well, you're you're outvoted, okay, Tim. You're no, outvoted. Fine. You're but, out of your mind, Tim. And I think you're just messing no, with this also. This no, is I'm not. Mike Stoklaza voting for a vampire assassin moment. Uh, no, but did par- parasites, guys? Yeah. No, I totally. Ridiculous. I'm not, I can't convince you guys. That I'm not trolling you guys. I really. Okay. The, for the We're culture mo- impact of this movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tim. Of Anchorman. <laughs> All right, we're moving Fair on. Enough. All Fair right, enough. next next category we have uh, Marielle Heller, who not as well known. She made the movie about Mister Rogers, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Can you ever forgive with me? Hanks. Yeah, with Tom Hanks, uh, Diary of a Teenage Girl, and then we have Guy Ritchie, the famous English director of what Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, bunch of dumbass action movies. Yeah, um, your cake? No, not Lair Cake. That was a different guy. Um, Oh, I know what I'm doing. Sherlock Holmes movie. What do you guys... I I have a feeling you guys have not watched any Heller's movies. I haven't watched any of Heller's movies. Um, But to be fair, I don't really like Guy Ritchie's movies all that much either. So um, (laughs) it's kind of a hard one. Plead the fifth on this one, Cameron? The the thing about uh, Ritchie is that he... To me, he's like the the British... uh, uh, Michael Bay in some ways he makes like just really kind of dumb movies and every time I watch them I'm like wow that was I thought that I was hoping that would be so much more interesting and usually they're not the, he has a couple that I that I enjoyed like I enjoyed the first Sherlock Holmes movie I thought it was um, I thought it was okay um, but yeah for the most part I think his movies are just kind of dumb so to me, I don't know. I'm. I guess I'll plead the fifth on this one. I'm not sure. What about you, Tim? Where do you stand? Um, I think I'm gonna go with um, Guy Ritchie on this one. I haven't seen anything of, of her movies, but I do remember seeing that Melissa McCartney did give a a better performance in Can You Forgive Me than she was used to typical playing. It was terrific. So, it was great. Yeah. So I'm guessing that either she has that. In the her she has the ability to play better roles and she choose she chooses not to or the director did a good job of allowing her to become that person. Yeah. Well but yeah, Guy Ritchie, even though he's a British dude. <laughs> okay, whatever that means, Tim. Um I well this is tough because I to me it's he's obviously Mario Heller. Like to me these she's a great one of the great newer filmmakers. I think Can You Ever Forgive Me and Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood are like excellent movies like i would give them the jumping out of the chair if i was in the chronicle and guy Ritchie, i think at best has just made a few movies that i thought were okay or pretty good like the covenant or man from uncle um but for me it's easily her and how are we gonna do this if it's sort of tied here should cameron just i'm gonna put my vote in for guy Ritchie, and she and uh, guy Ritchie moves (laughs) on. just to annoy me just wow. to annoy you. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I think most people, that's probably what they would do, though, because I think no one knows about Mario to, Heller. To but... be fair, and and look, this is kind of a, a troll in some ways because um, I haven't seen any of her movies, but, uh, and I'm sure if I did, I would like them way better than, than Guy Ritchie's movies. Um, uh-huh. But it, uh, uh, he has kind of been culturally significant, I will say. So, um, you know. 
Fair enough. Whatever that means. Just, whatever that means. We'll. we'll I know we'll you'll have, watch. Be, you'll watch the Mister. Go ahead, Cameron. I said I was gonna say he'll be uh, eliminated next round, so uh, not okay. a big deal. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think you'd enjoy her movies. All right, next we have Damien Chazelle versus Mia Hansen Love, another very well-known director, Mia Hansen Love. Um, I actually so do well. like her. I do like uh, Bergman Island. I thought was really good. Her last movie, One Fine Morning, was very good. But who are we kidding here? Like, come on. Now, I have seen one of her movies. Um, really? I've seen Thing- Things to Come. Um, that was pretty good. Uh, I thought it was boring, uh, extremely boring, <laughs> but... Um... Okay, you Philistine. <laughs> no, it was kind of boring. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but but obviously... On. Giselle it's, is one of the Giselle. ghosts. Yeah, yeah, come on. He's, he's... Um, When's yeah. Babylon Part 2? Uh, I, would, I would love to see what's it. His... I want to see the four-hour Babylon, you know? Anyway. Yeah director's cut yeah. when's his what Cameron no I was gonna say uh, when is he uh, gonna go back to like indie producing his movies because uh, well, he he made a big flop last time <laughs> you know what just occurred to me was I you know I just watched Punch Drunk Love the other day and Ooh. I was thinking how Anderson he made Magnolia which is this huge sprawling three-hour thing and then he's like okay I gotta make a 90-minute movie about two characters now because it was mm-hmm. just I let it get away from me and I think Chazelle could do something scaling back to the whiplash uh, scale of things. I think that would be really cool. Um, anyway, Tim, I assume, what's your vote here? Chazelle? Yeah, obviously whiplash, dude. Yeah. Chazelle. Okay, it's unanimous. Okay, our next category we have um, Pablo Lorraine. That's... What's that, Tim? Real quick, before we switch over. Yeah. Margot, Ty- Margot Robbie in Babylon. She's having quite a year <laughs> last year. Yeah, well, Gone, sure. yeah. Barbie. Those are two great performances too. Like, not even just popular movies, but <laughs> I saw a hilarious um, tweet that was like, um, <laughs> it was like um, the last two movies uh, Margot Robbie was in, um, Babylon and and Barbie, bo- uh, made a uh, a combined billion combined. dollars together. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that. Uh, too. That's true. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, she's great. She's one of the great new. I and mean, we're not doing actors here, Tim. But yes, this is. No. Yeah, but, she's she's terrific. But real um, quick, who's the next director that she should work with? Real quick, side tangent. Uh, no, Margot Robbie. Have, n- n- ooh, yeah. ooh, focus. No, no, no. That's not. Um, I think of the movie she did. Focus. Um, uh, Margot Robbie in a Nolan movie would be great. She, they should bring <laughs> back John David Washington. And and Margaret Robbie, that would be cool. I think actually, if she was a she was like a leading gal for a Tarantino movie or something, that would be great. I mean, oh, I know yeah, she's in, um, and she was in already, but yeah. But you know, kind of a, a minor role in the in the grand scheme of things. But um, if she, you know, if she took the place of like Uma Thurman or, or something like that, like um, no, I'm not saying in Kill Bill three or whatever, but in just in general, like I feel like she could be a really strong contender in that way because i think she's got the acting chops um and she's you know in the in the same vein of a lot of uh tarantino's you know um main gals so yeah 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 okay well you better speed this up here because this is uh, at this rate we're gonna be here for 10 hours um so we have pablo lorraine versus andrew dominic i like pablo lorraine's no actually i don't I loved his movie Emma. Everything else he's made is terrible um, that I've seen. Um, Andrew Dominic, 
on the other hand, his last movie was terrible, Blonde, but everything else he's made, I think, is pretty great. Uh, Assassination of Jesse James, Killing Them Softly, um, uh, One More Time with Feeling. So to me, it's easily Dominic, um, but uh, I don't know. I, I can't imagine you guys are big Lorraine heads. No, I yeah, I haven't I haven't seen anything from Lorraine, um, and the only thing I've seen from Dominic is uh, um, Assassination of Jesse James, wh- which I really I quite liked a lot. Um, really great, but uh, I think we did that for the for the show actually. Yeah, you, Jesus. yeah. Tim, um, same. I haven't, I haven't seen any of these films, any of these oh, directors. Okay. Okay. So, but well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll give Dominic the win here. Yeah, we'll I was about to, to, I was going yeah. to go Dominic's way. Okay. All right, so next we have we have Makoto Shinkai who made Your Name, uh, which is a very popular anime film, versus Sofia Coppola. Again, this is so, sorry Makoto, but this is no brainer for me. Sophia yeah, I think Coppola, me too. One of I haven't the great seen any of... living directors. I haven't seen any of Shinkai's movies, uh, so you know maybe I'd love them. But Coppola, but even if you had it, yeah, he's still one yeah. of the best for sure. I I yeah. agree. I agree. Okay. You think Moving he's made right anything ahead. on the level of uh, Lost in Translation? You think so? <laughs> Me? <laughs> I would I even know, say on they, the level just of... Just anyone. Just anyone. Even on the level Ringling. of somewhere. Or, I, I, I would say Your Name... But... You hated Somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I would say Your Name was better than The Bling Ring. But that's about as much as... It was better than A Very Murray <laughs> Christmas. But other than that... Well, that was fun. Say. It was a little charming. I little hated A Very Murray Christmas. I don't know why. Um... <clears throat> it's like a large SNL skit that just keeps on going on. <clears throat> okay, Tim. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. Next up, we have Brad Bird versus Charlie Kaufman. These are both. This is pretty heavy hitting. This is tough. This is kind of tough, though. I will say, Kaufman. Here's the problem. Um, Kaufman's His best movies, best movies are, are the ones that he's written, um, <laughs> not the ones that he's directed. And even you know, like. I, I liked I'm thinking of ending things, um, but I just don't Not think Tim anything. apparently he's shaking his head. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, most people most people don't like it. Um, but the, the, but obviously we'll get to the Jones uh, movies later. But um, for me, Kaufman is better when when he writes his movies and he puts them in the hands of someone else. I think Bird, um, it's pretty clear. I I would say for me, I would but. say Incredibles or Iron Giant Incredibles. Ratatouille's could be up there for the greatest first three movies of like any director. I think yeah. up there with like Paul Thomas Anderson or I don't know who else Tarantino, uh, Tim, Brad Bird or adaptation. Hmm. But he didn't direct adaptation. He didn't direct. Oh, you, it. Yeah. So okay. It's it's just Synecdoche, Anomalisa, and uh, I'm thinking of ending things. So. Come on. You're not putting exactly. those over Ratatouille, Tim. Come yeah, on. I mean. Nah. Uh, Kaufman. Okay. Shut well. up, Tim. No, I'm serious. I think... What, you don't like Ratatouille? You don't like The Incredibles? Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie that will ever exist. It's one of the best I movies that will ever exist. I think I, that's like the end part of uh, Pixar's Golden Age. That's also not true, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Fine. I'm, I'm, that's fine. Uh, Brad Bird wins this. Yeah, you're just messing around, Tim. Now you're okay. bullying me. <laughs> I'm not even bullying you. I just am correcting you. Um, okay. Okay. All right. This, this is. I don't know if, 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 how many of these you guys have seen. Sebastian Lelio 
made disobedience uh gloria bell what is his famous oh uh the wonder that was good or david oh, the... leach who made um the wick movie. atomic blonde he made john wick the first john wick and then a bunch of garbage after that <laughs> um deadpool 2 bullet train is horrendous um I'm giving it to Lelio. I don't even. I might even just unilaterally give it to Lelio because David Leach because Bullet Train was so bad. I is, love is Atomic it? Blonde, by the way. I thought Atomic Blonde was awesome, but I don't know. I love the Disobedience and The Wonder are very good movies. Disobedience is with uh, Rachel Wise, right, and Amy Adams, or uh, Rachel um, McAdams. Rachel McAdams, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, go with her. Do you, you're gonna. You don't have no objections. No. Um, I haven't seen any of Lelio's movies. Um, I've seen John Wick, and obviously I like John Wick. So, you know, I I, I guess I'll I'll vote for Leech, but I'll but be the we're still man gonna, out. We're still gonna go Lelio just because yeah. it won't be a tie. Yeah, <laughs> unless Tim. I don't know, Tim. You don't seem to care much, right? No. Okay. I mean, these guys are probably gonna get eliminated. Okay, then we have the Safety Brothers versus Taika Waititi. Both pretty solid. Safety brothers. Safety brothers. It's clear Uncut in my Jam's mind. Uncut Jam's good time. I'll, I'll, okay. fight, I'll fight you for it. That's tough. I... Oh, go ahead, Tim. No, you go for it. No, I was just going to say, because Taika, uh, Thor Love and Thunder is horrible. That might actually be worse than Bullet Train. But I love Jojo Rabbit, and I really like Hunt for Wilder People. I might put Jojo Rabbit above any of the Safety movies, which is a very uncool take, but... Uh, I still believe in him, so I'm gonna put, um, I'm gonna put Taika. Oh man, sorry. Comes down to you, Tim. I love the Safties. I loved Uncut mm-hmm. Gems, but it's this is tight, you know. I, it's definitely Safety Brothers that are going. I will advance to the next round, but I do remember a couple years ago where it feels like nothing that he touched was he couldn't touch that was gold. Um, yeah. Right. Even Thor, yeah. Thor 3 was good. Like, it's like no one's had a a bigger fall from grace than he's had the last couple of years for his controversies or this is misfires of things. Like, he's gotten Mm -hmm. too much in his own head. Yeah. So, but I do remember Hunt for the Wild People is probably still his best heartwarming movie that I do love a lot. And it's a shame to see that he just, maybe if he goes back to his own roots or his own smaller well, indie film that he will do something similar so he, yeah he has a movie coming out in november and i think if that movie is as bad as thor love and thunder then then i would retroactively change my vote but i still believe i'm still believing in this guy even though he's so annoying in public and he's kind of seems like a jerk to his crew or whatever like there's some controversy about him you know being disrespectful to his visual effects people it just sound like that was an unpleasant experience that last thor movie um but it sounds like you guys are going safties right yeah yeah uh, I but that, i will that, i will I'm also voted I'll, I'll i'll put it out there i i um i do love uh jojo rabbit it is one of my favorite movies um wonderful definitely of the the past decade and and um, I also am a huge Flight of the Concords guy. So, um, oh, you that know, back in the was day when, when he uh, was shows. when he was like, you know, I don't know if he was manning the helm or doing whatever, but he came from that uh, that group, and and I yeah. I love those guys. So, um. all right, all right. So then next we have we got Barry Jenkins, 
Oscar winner for Moonlight, uh, also made a Beale Street Could Talk, and Gaspar Noe, the, is the Argentinian uh, weirdo filmmaker who made Climax and Enter the Void and Vortex. Love. Love. Uh, pornographic, sort of pornographic movie. Anyway, um, what do you guys think? This is hard because I, I think I like Climax more than all of Barry Jenkins' movies. Cameron uh, is the number one Moonlight <laughs> is mid person I know. You're the only person on earth who was not bowled over by the genius of Moonlight. It's not tr- that's not true even. I don't think Moonlight is mid. You said the, um, the third you said the third act of Moonlight falls off. It's not I'm that like, good. Yeah. Shut up, yeah, Cameron. Yeah, yeah. You're so that wrong. That is true. Um and then, you know, uh I wasn't I wasn't super into uh if Bill street could talk i i thought it was okay um but you know for me it wasn't it definitely wasn't as good as moonlight um but no but i liked it case. yeah who, who um, are you so i'm gonna i'm gonna vote for for gaspar noe only because oh my god I, only because i love i love climax and wow. and i hate all of his other movies but climax just <laughs> just seals the deal his for movie, me vortex was great actually i saw that last year but uh, Tim, where are you going? I'm going for Jenkins. So this, Tim, you're the tiebreaker, my man. Um, that's a funny thing. I haven't seen anything from No Noe, but uh, I do like his ambitiousness and his controversial stuff. I, I like when. But you haven't in. seen them, Tim. <laughs> no, I haven't. Have you seen Moonlight? I no, I haven't. I haven't seen anything of it. Oh, oh you haven't seen any by either of them. Yeah. Oh shoot. But, okay. But. But I don't know if we can take mo- Tim's tiebreaker as the as the uh, as the thing. I don't know if we my, can do that. My gut feeling is this: I should go with uh, Jenkins just for his his the well, narrative and film. You know, that, that, something else we could do as a tiebreaker is is whatever the Rotten Tomatoes people said. Uh, the, yeah, the, what could. the poll was. Did they say Jenkins? Um, Did you have it in front of you? Uh, yeah, they said they said Jenkins. Is that is that a fair tiebreaker, Cameron? I don't I know how so. else I we think, could tiebreak it. Yeah, I think that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, Frankly, yeah. I'm astonished at your betrayal of Jenkins, <laughs> who we saw in person and it was lovely. I know, uh, I know, I know, I know. Is Noah uh, a uh, follower of Lars von Trier? He's a little um, bit in that, but he's yeah, it's a different. Of. Making movies that are uh, unpleasant and upsetting, I guess, is his legacy. The whole Lynchian, the Lynch um, films. Lynch is a little in a different category, but I know. I look. I love Gaspar Noah. I think he's really good. But but come on, Barry Barry's the man. Okay, so next we have. Well, Juzo, I think you can decide this next one because I haven't seen either of these movies, and I doubt Tim has. <laughs> well, Tim, so I think you you're just... a fan of one of these guys, right? We have Oscar Farhadi, who, by the way, I love. Is an Iranian filmmaker who made a Separation, The Past, um, great director, and Mike Mills, who made 20th Century Women and Beginners. Mills, right? Though, yeah, Mills has to be Mills. I mean, I, I, I like for Hardy a lot, but Mills is really up there in terms of just my all-time directors. I think. Yeah, yeah, Mills is 20th Century Woman. Came out in 2016. It's that's a sentimental pick for me. Watching 2016, that was a brilliant movie at the right time. That's a top 25 come... movie for me at this point. Like, I really think like of all time for me. Okay, wow. Yeah. No, yeah. Come on, come on. I wanted like that movie. I just, I don't at all. It was good. So, it was good. It just was like a letdown after. I mean, how could you top that, you know? Yeah. But, um, 
I do respect the Iranian filmmaker. I think he's important. I've seen his in his films, but I under, I read and understand the narratives. He's, he's he important. rules. He, his movies are awesome. The Salesman. Everybody knows uh, his movie uh, A Hero just came out. That was great. Okay. Um, he's, he's highly worth recommending. What's that? Is he in trouble with the Iranian government at all, or is he's cool? No, he hasn't been imprisoned like the like Panahi, but he's he got maybe in trouble for some kind of plagiarism thing. I, I'm not I'm not sure if that's legit okay. or not. I don't want to be spreading rumors though, allegedly. No, um, not like so Adele. I'm, yeah, I'm going for I'm going for Mills, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so next we have Alex Garland versus Andrea Arnold. Uh, if you Who? guys don't know, Andrea Arnold made American Honey yeah. Who? and Fish Tank. <laughs> I know most people are yeah. I loved American Honey. It's, it's a great movie. But That's a long again, movie. It's like a three-hour movie. It's very long, but I liked it when I saw it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. To me, it's pretty easily Alex Garland. I'd say Garland, even if, yeah. Even if we don't count devs, and by the way, we kind of aren't counting TV because otherwise yeah. we'd be bringing in Gilligan and Louie and everyone. Um, uh, and you Gilligan know, would win. Or whatever you say, Kevin. <laughs> he would, he'd win um, the bracket. <laughs> not so different from The Wire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. David Simon too. Even. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ex Machina, Annihilation. Even Men is kind of fun. I don't know. Uh, Tim, yeah. you, you agree? Yeah, Garland. Yeah, Garland. Ex Machina gets some Guatemalan represent representation in Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> maybe so, our only Guatemalan actor, maybe in no, the history of ever. The, the, um, hunt for, <laughs> the, the hunt for the wild people. The main, the kid. He's Guatemalan too. Oh, he is too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you got two at least. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. All right, so next up we got, uh, we're replacing uh, with Andrew Stanton, who was Finding Nemo and Wally, Pixar guy, and Ty West, who made House, what's House of the Devil, is that what's called? And then yeah. the, the um, X. X and Pearl horror movies. And, and I enjoyed is... X and Pearl, by the way. I thought they were good, but obviously, there's a reason I'm substituting Andrew Stanton. It's because he's the man. He's, Nemo is, to me, is a foundational text. And, and Wally is also, I mean, Nemo and Wally, there's like, masterpieces so yeah i think it's definitely andrew Santon. uh yeah i guess i mean i guess i'll agree just out of default because um, you have you guys seen ty west movies i don't know i haven't seen any no. yeah i have them so. i just haven't seen any of his films okay yeah. but you you really liked um pearl right um pearl was pretty good they're pretty solid yeah yeah, yeah. and i liked it but, yeah um, um okay but yeah any, no uh, yeah. So then we have D. Rees, who made Mudbound, and uh, what's that other movie? Pariah, and Yorgos Lanthimos, the favorite, and uh, well, you know, Killing of the Sacred Deer, the Lobster. I just heard his new movie is supposed to be great. Poor things. Mm. Um, yeah. Seems like a pretty clear Lanthimos, unless that. I'm. It's like a. You guys are secret D. Rees stands, but <laughs> I hate to <laughs> no, admit I'm it, not. but yeah, no. Um, no, I I love Lanthimos. Obviously, you 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 know my. Uh, uh, dog my, tooth man. my love for that i've never seen dog tooth i think my favorite of his movies might be killing of a sacred deer actually if you're to ask me right now but um yeah, he's excellent i do like mudbound i'm not uh you know give props where it's due but um it's this next one's hard i think on. but we'll we'll just move on oh yeah but this uh this uh matchup paul king versus ari aster i'm i'm struggling hmm. a little bit because um obviously <laughs> they're they're on like the the direct opposites of the spectrum, which is yeah. Kind one of has brought us such joy, and the other yeah. has done quite the opposite. Uh, um, I don't know. What do you think, Jesus? I'm feeling 
I don't know if Paddington 2 might be the best of any of these guys' movies, but I still kind of am going to give it to Aster just because I think his movies just keep getting more interesting. I, I think he's just a more adventurous filmmaker. I think, honestly, I'm being a little biased by the Wonka trailer for Paul King. is just not giving me <laughs> a lot of hope. Um, uh-huh. Doing Him doing Wonka versus Aster doing Bo is Afraid just to me speaks to a, you know him being a more serious person. Um so I'm going Aster, but like Paul King is, I mean, these Paddington movies are great. Everyone knows that I have the respect for those. Yeah. Um, and, and I will say, um, Aster's movies, um, it's interesting. I, I think about them probably more than I think about the Paddington movies though. Sure. Um, I am in love with, with both of those movies and, uh, I would probably take if you had to like desert me on an island. I would probably take the Paddington movies over. Oh over sure, Astros yeah. movies, but um, just a true. different vibe. Uh, but I'll I'll vote with you for for Astro as well. Uh, yeah, Tim, and what Tim? do you think? Yeah, well, I know Juzo knows my controversy. I I don't like Bo's Afraid of Law, but doing multiple late night dives into Reddit, there's tons of fields just dedicated to Bo's Afraid. Reddit has made you like Bo's Afraid more? It's more compelling. It feels like there's this whole fan base. I just create like it's self so many self referential shots of Bo's Afraid in the beginning kind of goes in the end. Yeah. So like Oh yeah. yeah. So I yeah. Uh, no, I'll go with Paddington. I think that's more wholesome. You're a fan? Have you seen the Paddington movies, Tim? <laughs> yeah, 1 and 2, the Je- the Marmalade Jam. Nothing beats that. Yeah, I agree. Nothing beats And Hugh Grant, his little renaissance, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was great. But so, Cameron, did you ultimately go for Aster? Or, or I Kim? went for Aster, yeah, but okay. uh, begrudgingly. Aster by... Because yeah. I will say, the Paddington movies, that's the only really thing that... I uh, Aster has much more of a body of work than, than Paul King, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah, Okay. All right, then we got Jordan Peele versus Judd Apatow. Which seems like it would be quite obvious, um, but I do like Judd Apatow a lot, even though he's very annoying uh, when he's not making movies, uh, <laughs> just as a human being. Um, he's I love funny people. Knocked Up is great. Forty Year Old Virgin is great. I even like that movie you made with Pete Davidson. Um, and in a way, he has a more formidable body of work. But I think Peel is just you know obviously you know more talented as a craftsman, and. He just seems like he's getting better and better with each movie. So, um, I think it's pretty. That's that's who I go with, Jordan Peele. Yeah, um, me too. I've seen Forty Year Old Virgin. I think a long time ago. Um, and then obviously, you know, we're not talking about TV, but um, I think he was like one of the Freaks and Geeks directors, right? Yeah, he um, created that he show. Like, it was yeah, canceled he, yeah, after yeah. one. Yeah, which I love. Was... I I love Freaks and Geeks, but though you know, I don't. I know we're not necessarily talking about tv but um, that show yeah. started a lot of launched a lot of people's careers so it that's did, important yeah. that's true um yeah. yeah but uh i would give it to peel just because i think in terms of trajectory of his career he's just getting started and making you know maybe better and better movies as as he goes along um whereas apatow i don't know if he's made anything super relevant in the past you know five years ten years or something so no was it this is 40 was his last big film King of, I mean, I again, I like King of Staten Island with Davidson, but yeah, it's I think no. it's Peel. Tim, are you it's going Peel? 
Okay. Yeah, it's Peel, and I'm excited to see what he does n- next year with his double feature films, one in June and one in Christmas Day. Oh, is that true? So, yeah, that's why it was stated last year. He's like, he's no movies this year, but he's gonna have a double feature next year. So, if that's I true, what... that's very exciting. I'm not sure if I, be- I believe this, Tim, but uh... no, that's what they said. I wonder where he's gonna be ranked among the, the directors who have had double features in one year Spielberg, Kubrick. He's not gonna no, be Minority no, Report, catch me if you can, that's for sure. But, uh, that no one or can. Schindler's List or Schindler's Jurassic List Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> pretty sick. Um, who knows? It or a triple be... feature this year: Steven Soderbergh, Magic Mike's Last Dance, Command Z, and Full Circle. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so we got Ryan Johnson and Ben Affleck. Ooh, sorry, Ben Affleck. Uh, but come on. I would say, say I'm trying ben to think Affleck. of. I, I I don't know what he's actually directed, so I'm I'm looking. The at town. It. Oh, the town. Uh, Argo. Argo. Gone um, baby gone. Right. I really like the movie Air he did this year. Um, about the Air Jordans. With Matt Damon, yeah. Yeah, to me, Ben Affleck is the king of the three star, like seven out of ten movie. Like he just makes mm. like solid good. No, I haven't seen a lot. I haven't seen the town or Gone Baby Gone, so I should be what have some humility here about this, but. What are we doing? We just gotta end this podcast and go watch the town right now. I'm I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry, but come on, Ryan Johnson. You got Brick, awesome. You got Looper. You got The Last Jedi. Awesome. You got um, Knives Out. He's great. I'll I'll give it to him just because. Um, for me, yeah, Brick and Looper. Um, I and the Last Jedi are so good. Um, the Last, and the Jedi, last Jedi, Jedi, Take or Leave. Um, and Knives Out, I, I I really liked as well. I thought I thought Knives Out was terrific. So I'll give it to John. Tim, are you are you Tim. are you registering your dissent here? I think uh, he's going for Affleck because he loves. I'm going for Affleck, not because I'd like him better, but because he has the Academy Award. <laughs> well, you should go for who you like better. I mean, I. If you just like the town, that's fine. But no, you should go for him to... because he won an Oscar. Like winning Oscar doesn't mean Jack, man. No, it doesn't. But that's like the tipping point. I like both 50-50. So just because he has an Oscar, I'll go with him. All right. I see your reasoning, I suppose. But so. Knives Out is probably his best movie to date. One. It might be. It might be. I don't know. I like. I used to love Brick. I Brick was a little shaky on the rewatch but um, recently. But I, I, I really like it. Um, okay. So then next up we got the one of our most talked about directors of the year, Greta Gerwig, and Sean Baker, who made This Tangerine is actually a really hard Red one Rocket for me. and Is it hard? I think it might be I guess I maybe like Lady Bird more than any I don't know. Maybe I like Red Rocket more than Lady Bird. I don't know. Well, yeah, the the thing that's hard about it is I I really like Lady Bird and I really like um uh, Little Women, and I know you hate that movie, but uh, I liked I liked both of those movies, um, and and Baker, um, the the thing about it is is the Florida Project is is probably oh yeah um, that's that's like super high up there, so I don't know that I, um, I don't know it's it's hard because I I do actually like Gerwig and I think she's an interesting and talented up and coming director. Um, and I think up and she coming, she's more, there now. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I think she has more relevance than than Baker. Um, but I think he's probably 
he's probably a, a better talent, I would say. Um, I think he's more consistent. I think Gerwig, I've been pretty mixed on two movies, and then I liked Barbie a lot, and I really liked Lady Bird. Um, but Baker, at least the ones I've seen, I thought Tangerine was great. I thought Red Rocket was pretty terrific. I love and, that. Uh, we had a great time. One of our last Shattuck cinema experiences, probably. Yeah. And yeah. Um, could have been our very last, actually. And and then um, what's the other one? Um, Tangerine. I like Fl- Florida Project. I liked quite a bit. Um, so I'm going Baker. Did you say Baker, Cameron? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Baker. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, Mr. Smith. I. Nothing is going to be more printing in my br- brain than him running down the street with, with no pants <laughs> yes. Nothing no, that, that was do. one of the biggest laughs i've ever had in a movie <laughs> i i think about that scene like once a week yeah i bet you do <laughs> <laughs> no it's such a I, greta gerwig i think lady bird is her going to be her best film when it's all said and done um but she was great uh, Greta Gerwig. Okay. Right. Did you like okay. Barbie, by the way, Tim? I haven't seen the last movie I saw was uh, "You Hear My Feelings" with uh, the lady from Seinfeld. Lady. Oh, I like that movie. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that was good. You guys, you guys should see Barbie. It's 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 quite good. I haven't seen any movies in the last couple months. I'm yeah. cold. Barbie, it's it's good. All right. Well, all right. Then we get this is kind of a dry <laughs> pairing here. Celine Siama, who's really just here because she's so acclaimed, and uh, Paul Feig. The director of it's funny he's one of these guys who's best known for his worst movie he's best known for directing the ghostbusters female remake yeah, which is yeah, yeah, atrocious yeah. um but but paul feig's other comedies are really like spy is a great movie i, I had a great time when i saw that and, what's a crank uh, reviews cameron what? yeah with jason satham he was in spy yeah I, I mean, oh i see where your mind is going um i liked his movie simple favor um, I don't know. On that basis, I'm putting him over Siyama because I didn't. I just think I, I don't get anything out of her movies. I just find them pretty, pretty dry, slow, not very interesting. I pity my mom was kind of nice, but whatever. I'm gonna um, I'm I'm gonna opt out of this one because I don't think I've seen <laughs> any of either of their movies. Oh, I don't okay. think I've seen a Paul Feig movie. I'm looking at it right now. I don't think I've. Tim, seen are you go- who are you gonna go with? Of course, there's going to be hurt with the Petite Maman. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, right, well so let's, we let's to... look at the Rotten Tomatoes poll. What did they say? Yeah. They put Feig. They put Feig. They put Feig? Wow. That's kind of surprising. That's shocking. All right. Yeah, so. But I want Sentimental. That's that's nice. I haven't seen that her more, more, more famous movie. So. I've never seen Bridesmaids. Everyone says that's really good. So whatever. And Comedy Wise, yeah, that was a pretty monumental film. That was a big movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, and then so now we have uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller of the Lego movie and the 2221 Jump Street movies. Ooh. And <laughs> Chloe Zhao, who made Nomadland and uh, Eternals. Again, a pretty dry pair. This is really, the seating in this is very uh, suspect by Rotten Tomatoes here. Um, Lord Miller, for sure. Lord Miller, because yeah. they've made actually good movies. <laughs> no, they're funny. Some of the funniest movies. Some of the funniest comedy movies of the last ten years, twenty one. Oh yeah, yeah, those those are funny movies. I mean, even if they were not that great, I mean, Chloe Zhao is, I, she's never made a has not made a good movie yet. So, I like Nomadland Nomadland fans, but uh, but but I I gotta give it to Lord and Miller. There's 
There's no way. I mean, even just on the Lego movie alone. Like, <laughs> that's yeah, a way better yeah. movie no, than Nomadland. Yeah. Foundational. But that's a, um, that's a cold take that she hasn't made a good movie. Sheesh. The writer might well, be she's good. Only made the writer, I might have fallen asleep. But yeah. I haven't seen Songs My Brother Taught Me or whatever the first one's called. But, um, I mean, Eternal's one of the worst movies ever made. Nomadland, mid. The writer, I, I thought, was mid. It might be pretty good. I don't know. Um, I've only seen part of Nomadland, but I'm saying in the film. Boring. That's a... Boring. <laughs> Sorry, Timmy. I interrupted you. What? No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. I don't have. I just say was saying boring. That's all. Go on. I don't have anything to say other than it was boring. <laughs> no, go on to next. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's <laughs> move on. Let's move yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got Martin McDonough and we got J.J. Abrams. <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> Are we killing J.J.? <laughs> Yeah, we're killing JJ. Come on. I love, you know, Force Awakens and Super 8, but yeah. I also love Super 8. Um, I'll give it to you here. And Madonna is like, those are three, in Bruges, three billboards and Banshees. That's like three excellent movies. Yeah, Um, so I I just recently watched um, In Bruges with my roommates uh, before I moved out. Um, Oh, really? It's really good. It's really funny. So Um, good. So dark and dry and wonderful um his movies are just he just for me the only problem with with some of his movies um is that he's he's harder at um he doesn't always like easily stick the landing you know like nolan is someone who you like you know you see is like the the landing king um mcdonough is a little a little shaky with the landing he always gets there you know there's never a crash but yeah i'm actually um, a little iffy on the banshees ending honestly even though i think it's like one of my favorite movies of the last couple years yeah Um, me me too me too yeah i think three billboards has the best ending actually if i was oh yeah that yeah i really like that one tim uh, where are you going on this yeah in bruges that's his his most memorable movie JJ's also another guy like Reitman where I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Like, what's going on? Do you make no movies in the last, like, eight years other than Rise of Skywalker? Like, you're not going to use your Star Wars cachet at all? Like, no, makes no sense couple, to me. Yeah, a couple months ago, I went through his uh, filmog- his filmography. Other than Lost and Alias, he's been pretty cold. He's in a lot of sequels with Star Trek and Star Wars. He's not on the good streak at all. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, then, so next we got... We got Chad Stahelski, who made all the John Wick movies. And we got Sam Mendes of American Beauty, 1917. Skyfall, Skyfall yeah. Um, I'm not so big on the John Wick movies. So I think some of them are okay, but yeah, it's Mendes. Mendes. Yeah, it's got to be Mendes. Yeah, for sure. I even liked his uh, Empire of Light. I thought that was a lovely movie, even though everyone hated it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm dying on that hill. Uh, okay, then we got Spike Jones versus Gina Prince Bythewood. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ooh. I shouldn't laugh. He's all right. <laughs> Gina Prince Bythewood, who made The Old Guard. I like The Old Guard. I like Beyond the Lights. They're pretty good movies, but they're probably not. None of them are as good as the worst Spike Jones movie, who's just made four terrific movies. Yeah, tell me, Juzo, what is the worst Spike Jones movie? <laughs> of those four, I guess it's adaptation. The Beastie Boys. Yeah, I think so. I think so. No, yeah, if, if, we're, if we're counting the Beastie Boys documentary, it's the Beastie Boys documentary. But I will die on Hill and that they've since Nicholas Cage's best film. It's great. I, I mean, it's a great movie. This is. I mean, we're 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 praising with faint dams here. I mean, this is like. Uh, Did you? See I love the Woman King. Wh- Juzo? Yeah, it was. It was. 
not that good. And I say that again as a person who liked her last cut, like the old guard Netflix like DTV movie she made. I thought was actually really good. I thought for about half of it, I was like, is this the Unforgiven of superhero movies? Like I seriously thought it was like going in kind of a profound direction, and then it was kind of just a little more generic. But she's a solid filmmaker. But I don't know what why everyone went crazy for the Woman King, except just to you know seem nice or whatever. Um, <laughs> So we're all going Spike. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. I haven't seen uh, Inside Bean, Bean John Malkovich. Really it's a great movie. It's okay. so creepy and dark, but it's great. Yeah. Very it's also hilarious. Film. Also very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we got Michelle Gondry, who made Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and among other, I can't even think of his other movies. Basically and nothing else. Yeah, I liked Human Nature, right, I guess. Uh, and then Robert Eggers, who made The Witch and The Northman and The Lighthouse. So This is hard because uh, Eternal Sunshine is like one of, one of my favorite all-time movies. Um, but it's, it's hard to – it's hard to – I don't know. I guess I like that better than anything um, <laughs> Eggers has done. Though I do yeah. love the lighthouse, and, um, and I, I liked Northman. I thought it was really good. But um, I'm excited for his Nasser, his Nasserupted film coming out next year or this year. Whenever yeah, I'm look, looking forward to that. Um, yeah. I'm kind of sad but, he's not getting Willem Dafoe to play. Is Willem Dafoe playing Nasserupted? No, nah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Missed it's opportunity. Be Adam Driver. <laughs> no, it's not. I think it's, it's like Skarsgård, isn't it? Yeah, Bill. I can't remember who. Well, Tim, where are you going on this? Michelle Gondry. That's one of the most euphoric movies I've ever seen. That movie's just so delightful. Yeah. I would say not only for... Oh, is it Aaron Taylor Johnson, maybe? Oh, no. no. It's Bill Skarsgård. Sorry. Playing Nosferatu. Yeah. Sorry, Tim. Um, yeah. Eternal Sunshine. It's, it's just it's great. Yeah. Is that really his like his only notable movie, though? No. I, I loved Mood Indigo. That's a movie no one saw, but I, I was like deeply moved by that movie. And I like he did a documentary about Noam Chomsky that was like animated. I thought it was really good. On um, Netflix. Uh, I don't know if it's Netflix or just you know small studio. That's and I like yeah, Human Nature is another movie he did that Charlie Coffin wrote. That's um, a really fun movie that that uh, Kurt actually recommended to me. That's um, I really enjoyed. So I'm I'm definitely going Gondry, even though I like the the witch obviously a lot. Mm-hmm. Is that Jim Carrey's best for performance or not? Top five. It, it's it's or, that or Truman yeah, Show. It's, it's okay. yeah. Could, could, I could go. I have. A, I mean, it's good. I, I. It's just not as good a movie. Um, but it's good. It's good movie and a good performance. Um, okay. <laughs> Rob, Ruben Oslin <laughs> versus Christopher Nolan. This is like the hydrogen bomb versus one coughing baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, we're. Can you edit that out? That's horrible. <laughs> That's just a meme I saw. I'm not uh, trying to be offensive. Anyway, um, but, well, uh, I will say I I liked the square quite a bit, um, and <laughs> you know I'll give I'll give you're, you're, you're his, giving to Osland his props. Um, I'll I'll just say you know I feel like he's an interesting director. Um, I, I didn't see uh, Triangle of Sab- Sadness, but you guys said oh. it was really good, right? It was uh, pretty good. It was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and I like the square, too. But, but obviously, obviously, this is no no contest. I, I was telling one of you guys I almost cut Nolan just because I – I almost thought we should cut Nolan just because it's so obvious he's going to win. I mean, is there anyone else who has a shot of this? I just – Yeah. Then even 
We'll see. Okay. And then after this, and then our final one in this round, which has gone on very long, is uh, Ryan Coogler and Joe Wright. So Joe Wright does all these period pieces, Atonement, Darkest Hour, Pride and Prejudice. Um, and then Ryan Coogler made Black Panther, Creed, Fruitvale Station. I love Ryan Coogler. This is this is pretty. These are kind of comparable to me. They both have made like a couple movies I really love, and then some other solid ones. But I'm giving it to Joe Wright. I don't know about you guys, but I, I think I'm Atonement is like a masterpiece. To, I'm also giving it to Joe Wright because I love Darkest Hour. I think Darkest Hour is like yeah, just Darkest an incredible, sick. incredible movie. So yeah. Better than anything Coogler's made. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. I love Creed. I mean, Coogler's Coogler's great. Um, but uh, you know, Black Panther two that took his stock down a little bit for me. I just was like, man, what are you doing, dude? Um, <laughs> I mean, I maybe was doing is fulfilling his contract, I guess. But um, Joe Joe Wright can be actually pretty hit or miss. But when he hits, like Darkest Hour and Atonement are just phenomenal movies. Um, Tim, uh, what's what's your take here? Uh, to be, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing on this one. Uh, what, what would be the wrong thing, Tim? <laughs> not choosing whatever Ryan it is. Cooler. Don't say it. Don't say. We're it. not. <laughs> I'm going with Ryan Coogler. It's not. It's not politically incorrect to not say Ryan Coogler. Why? Why would that be <laughs> wrong? It's kind of is. Yeah, he's so popular and beloved. But I mean, he is pop. He is yeah. I mean, I know some people. If you look again, if we were the f- biggest podcast ever, people would be mad, and people would be mad that we picked, you know, Jason Reitman over a peach at Pong, we're a Sethic, or whatever. I forget what we did earlier, um, but it's Joe Wright. Like, come on, okay. do you, All right. do you really? Well, now, I haven't seen anything from Joe Wright, so. Oh, okay. I got you. Did he do Love and Friendship? The one with uh, Kate Beckinsale? No, no, that's different. That's different. Uh, that movie was good. Okay, fine, Joe um, Wright. It's fine. Now I think we've seen. We've seen several movies from all of these directors now, um, so I feel like it'll be a, an easier Quicker. thing to whittle to whittle these down, uh, these pairings. Um, though yes, it might I be so. it might be more challenging in terms of who we like better. Um, yeah, there's gonna so, be some tough ones as we move into this round. So but yeah, I think we've all seen. Yeah, let's start back again with Doctor versus Villeneuve. Um, who are we putting? I think I'm gonna go for Villeneuve. Um, I think that's obvious. It's not obvious, um, but it's, well, it's not obvious choice. to me. It's the correct choice. I, I don't think so. I think I think it's Pete Doctor. I'm going to write down Pete. No, I'm just kidding. But it's <laughs> what? No, Pete Doctor's the man. I mean, these he, these are like four terrific movies. I mean, I I would put Up, Inside Out, and probably even Monsters Inc. above any Villeneuve movie. What's Villeneuve's best movie? Blade Runner 2049, Arrival. No, Prisoners enemy. is good, whatever. I like all these movies. I love Villeneuve. But Doctor is, he's head and shoulders for me. But I think I'm outvoted, it sounds like. Mm, yeah, question. Real quick, I yeah. I just remembered. Uh, there's no Nightcrawler director in this movie, on this list. Yeah, he would be. And actually, his brother, too, Tony Gilroy and Dan Gilroy, would be yeah. worth considering. I didn't even think of them. but With Michael Clayton? That's yeah, Michael there. Clayton. That's a great movie. Um Anyways. Yeah, I like Dan Gilroy a lot, but I guess yeah, he's sorry, Dan. We we forgot about you. Um, <laughs> okay, um, okay. But we're so we're going Villeneuve, I guess, right? With me as the descendant. right, Tim. Is that who you're? Is that who? Uh, you're yeah. Putting? Okay. Damn. Enemy. I agree. Uh, it's it's hard. I I feel bad for knocking Doctor out this early, but to me, Villeneuve, I think 
is um yeah he's he's up there with with some of the best um and there's working, rumors that he wants right to be now, so. there's rumors that he's trying to get a third dune film but see how that goes yeah we'll see if i'd it rather makes he money. makes another another small scale thriller but either way i mean the one argument for villeneuve is the body of work is more significant but i've registered all my right. complaint we can move on uh all right cameron want to read out mcqueen the v aronofsky mcqueen v aronofsky Steve this McQueen. is actually kind of challenging this is tough is it um i um yeah it, it is kind of tough i don't know it's in the same same vein as like mcqueen versus inurita um I don't know. I, see, it's, I think I like Inaritu and McQueen a lot more than Aronofsky, even though, again, he's everyone here is quite good. But I, I to, to me, McQueen, not only the larger body of work, but again, I would put his greatest works, 12 Years a Slave over, over Requiem for a Dream, and 12 Years a Slave and Widows, I mean, mm. over his movies. Um, okay. So I would go I for McQueen. but Yeah. I think I'm McQueen as well. I'm gonna go for Aronofsky only to be contrarian, uh, but we'll we'll give it to McQueen. Okay, Tim, um, you, you wait. How, so you're you you're a fan of McQueen? Okay, I think I'm more McQueen. I haven't seen like I said I haven't seen I don't think I've seen any of his films, but I th- I'm basing it on what he could be doing in the future. He has more potential for better films than Aronofsky, but wait, oh, well, is this even make sense though, uh, Cameron? What do you? If you haven't seen his movies, though, Tim, I don't know. No, it's that, not, I mean, I it, no, I keep track. It's not like a, it's not a, a blind guess. Okay, I mean, whatever. I mean, Cameron, you're pretty <laughs> on the fence anyway, so I am and, going to go and, McQueen. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll okay. give it to McQueen, um, just so that we can move on. To be honest, um, <laughs> okay. Cameron's <laughs> terrified. This is how long this is gonna go. Todd Field versus Trey Edward Schultz. Uh, I think, for me, it's Schultz. Uh, though, this is an interesting one because, um, like, I think I've only seen one of either of their movies, and I liked both of them. But I, I like Waves a lot better than um, than Tar personally. Yeah, they both got only three movies, and I think, yeah, I just give Schultz the edge because I think I like those slightly more. Um, but, but respect to both. What about you, Tim? Oh, I think still a tar or field. You're gonna go field? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But he did say that he's he's probably not gonna make another movie. That's what he did say a couple when he released yeah, tar. He'd rather just do commercials, I guess. Well. Yeah. Get that money. Him, I, I got you. All right. Oh, here, here's. Oh, this is gonna be tough. Ava DuVernay versus Bong Joon Ho. Who? This is the hardest one on the list. Ava DuVernay say. versus Bong Joon-ho. I don't know. Uh, All right. I'm pre-writing it as Bong Joon-ho. Uh, I think it's going to be Bong. Obviously. Because he's, <laughs> I mean, he's really up there just in, for all of these, I think. This might be, he might be the only one who could challenge Nolan for me. I don't know. Maybe. He, oh, that's maybe interesting. That's an interesting point. Bong all right. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, We're not even going to ask. <laughs> I mean, no. It's Bong Joon-ho for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another easy Chazelle one. versus Guy Ritchie. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Chazelle, Chazelle, obviously. Guy Ritchie, he, uh, even, he just came in through because you guys haven't seen any Heller movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, Andrew Dominic uh, versus Sofia Coppola. I think this is pretty Coppola. easy, too. But 
It's Sophia. I mean, much respect, but I think it's Sophia. Yeah. Brad Bird versus Sebastian Lelio. I don't think you guys have even seen any of his movies, so. But I mean, I would vote for Bird anyway because Brad Bird. He's he's up there. He's up there for the number two, which is kind of our bigger, almost our bigger debate at this point. Um, okay. Ooh, this one might be a little tough. Safety Brothers versus Barry Jenkins. Um, for me, it's the Safety Brothers, but I know <laughs> you're oh. gonna fight me on this. Oh no! Really hard. <laughs> Barry, man. Come on, man. This is Moonlight is. I mean, I love the Safties, but come on, Moonlight is is above. What about you, Tim? It's Safties for me. <laughs> really? Oh my God! I'm this always voted out. When the, voted outrage. Many because many for Adam Sandler. I'm always impressed when the good director can get an amazing performance out of him. Um. So, and he's their next film is going to be with Adam Sandler supposedly. So I'm going with Safety Brothers. I mean, yeah. No, no disrespect, obviously. Uh, oh, this should be interesting. Alex Garland versus Mike Mills. Garland. Oh, you're you're turning. <laughs> wow, Etu Brute. I thought you were going to be with me on this, Tim. It's Mills, man. Come on, 20th century women. This is this is way above any <laughs> any Garland. <laughs> the panic I had in X Machina at the end. Nothing has quite reached that level of panic. <laughs> I mean, I no, no, no denying, no denying, but mm. wow, this is a, I, I thought this I had is, Tim's vote on this when this question. is tough right. because, well, this is tough. On it's not tough for levels. you, Cameron. <laughs> well, I haven't seen any of Mills's movies, so I, I, I know, know, but it's, um, so you're just going to go Garland, I assume. But this, but if I haven't seen his movies, um, am I, am I allowed to weigh in? And yeah. Mike yeah. Mills is not on the, is not on the list. So we can't, we can't default to the, uh. No, I mean, we, that's what we did for the rest of this for people you guys hadn't seen. Just All right. Well, um, I think it's fair. I'll, uh, I'll, vote for, I'll vote for Garland then. No. So he moves on. No. I'm, scratch that. I'm going back with Mills. Oh, oh my God. What a oh twist. Oh, my goodness. What a twist. <laughs> Thanks for seeing the light, Tim. Well, this, this is hard. Is... Oh, well, anyways. It's funny. There's, for me, that scene when he starts dancing, I was in a trance. Almost in that neon Ex Machina? light. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's 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 fantastic. Um, it, was, it was that or the sentimentality and nostalgia of 20th century woman, but I chose with. Or just the invention of the movie. I mean, it's just like I've never seen a movie like that. And that being, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then we got Andrew Stanton versus Yargos Lanthimos. Again. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Yargos Lanthimos. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh my god another yargos sorry you're killing me you guys sim i love it we're we're ganging up on juza this is not turning killing out the me. way he thought oh i wrote <laughs> i wrote stanton by accident lanthimos you guys are voting for no dog tooth um what's the one with emma stone and the favorite the favorite yeah, yeah. over finding nemo over wally this is outrageous to be fair um uh bird has my favorite of the of the Pixar movies, um, yeah, I and, guess yeah. And so Wa- Wally and Nemo, it's Stanton. T- Tim, oh, what? No, no, no. Be honest. Tim. What's your actual vote? I keep forgetting who, what films that Stanton. These guys are directing. When you tell me about Wally and Nemo, You're, are you serious? I'm I'm dead serious. Oh my god! I have to cross it out a third time and write <laughs> Stanton. Oh, what a bummer. 
I'm We're just doing the write-ins now. The write-ins are taking over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here, oh, here's an interesting one. Our two greatest horror, new horror guys, Ari Aster mm. versus Jordan Peele. Ooh, this is actually really hard. I think it's kind of easy for me because the trajectory of each of them is a mirror of the of the other. I've liked each Aster movie less than the last. I've liked every Peele movie more than the last. So, hmm. I think it's Peele. I'm going to go with Aster. Really? Shoot, I don't know. It's super hard. Because I like both of them. I like both of them a lot. Uh, but I'm going to go with Aster because I think, I think Hereditary, I think is probably better than any of Peele's movies. What? Really? Oh, over the, better than Nope? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. Tim, you got our, break the tie again. Yeah. I'm going with Peele. Um, I, my only caveat, my only thing against Peele is that Us doesn't hold up well after the first viewing. I think the first viewing is amazing and it kind of, that. It kind of dies down as you see it a couple times. I will agree that it was the co- the best time I watched it was the first, but yeah, I still like love nope. it. I think Nope is his best movie, like you're saying. It's his most and not ambitious, but his his grandeur film that he's made to date. It's Nope is the one that gets better each time I see it, as opposed to like Us was the most fun the first time. Um, and that but the, mon- uh, the monkey the monkey scene for his birthday that's that was amazing. Yeah. His, one of yeah. the most horrifying things I've ever seen. Um, okay. We got Sean Baker versus Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Juzo, you're going to hate me again. I'm going to go with Sean Baker. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson, all the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, dang it. But also Brick and Looper and Knives Out and, you know, all those awesome movies. That are better than Red Rocket or Tangerine. <laughs> uh, why does it come out to me? Let's go with. Uh... We let, we'll try and let Tim vote first next time. <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Yeah. No, um, Sean Baker. It's a 50 50. It's a toss up for me. I can go either way. Okay. Ooh, well, if you want to go Baker, Baker. That's, it's okay. It's okay to. Yeah, we keep killing Cameron here so well he's gonna be uh he's gonna be eliminated next round so oh my god we don't have to worry about this 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 next one is is rank man all right we Paul Feig versus Lord and Miller (laughs) all right Tim you go first what are you doing Lord Miller there's nothing funnier than the ice cube scene I think (laughs) (laughs) that was great that was great actually oh Cameron just vanished um yeah that was is this 22 Jump Street where that happens I think so. When he starts dating the guy's daughter, that is so funny. Yeah, he starts smashing the room. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing that in the theater. That was incredible. And um, I was so skeptical. I was so skeptical because there's a lot of these movies are coming out that they were just like misses for comedy. And I watched yeah. it a couple years later, and these two movies were a revelation of comedy that I I was not as um, expecting at all. So I think Lord Miller's Jump Street. Yeah. Movie. Well, I give it to them also for the Lego movie, which I just have a soft spot for, probably above any Feig movie. Um, Cameron, what do you think? Yeah, it's got to be Lord and Miller. Come on. Lord <laughs> and Miller. What are talking about? Passing on to the next. All right. Oh, this is a this is kind of tough. Martin McDonough or Sam Mendes? Ooh. This is these a are little two tough. Interesting. These are two guys who are interesting because they're both 
Oscar winners and frequent nominees, and yet I still feel like they're super underrated by most people. Um, I think ooh, Sam Mendes. You're going to go Mendes? Okay. Just for Skyfall, I think. That's, <laughs> I I know. Yeah, it's Skyfall for me. I'm trying to think like what I have on each side. I got for, okay, Mendes. You got Skyfall, American Beauty, Revolutionary 1917. Road, 1917, Jarhead, Road to Perdition. Jarhead's pretty good. Empire of Light. Okay, and then McDonough, you have Banshees in Bruges, Three Billboards. But those are all like really great. But Frances McDormand did win that her her Oscar for that movie. So that's true. That's true. So did uh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is pretty tough. I know, Cameron, you don't like James Bond, so it's not. But he, I know he well, likes 1917. I, I and, love, uh, yeah. yeah, I love 1917. Um, I don't know. And I, I also love American Beauty. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll just give it to uh, Mendes because there's, there's a few, he has just more. Uh, but, yeah. Um, and, and McDonald's just has a smaller filmography, but. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty close to me. All right, Mendes. What What was your actual vote, though, Cameron? Um, it's tough. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm really not sure. I think I would probably give it to McDonough slightly, but um, it's a really just, tough one. Just me. by a hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, then we got the two uh, Charlie Kaufman adapters. Oh. Spike Jones or Michelle Gondry? I think it's uh, Tim. We're going to Tim first. Who is it? I think I'm sticking with Spike Jones. Yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah. for her and being John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. Where the wild things are. You're you're a fan of that, right, Cameron? Oh yeah, it's really good. Love Though, it. Though um, it's it's tough because I think I think I probably like Eternal Sunshine more than both of those movies but just because hmm. he has he hasn't really done that much um mm-hmm. jones hasn't really done that much either but it just in terms of like i i would be excited for a new jones movie and i'm not sure i would be all that excited for a new gondry movie i guess yeah he has a new movie coming out and right i exactly. have barely even thought about it yeah. um yeah he's, he's making movies in france which is a tough uh tough break for you cameron yeah for um, me, yeah Okay. Oh, and oh, this is just uh, so hard. Christopher Nolan versus Joe Wright, which is funny. They both did their uh, Churchill, uh, you know, Darkest Hour, oh, Dunkirk. Yeah. That was one of the coolest like two movies coming out the same year. Synchronicity. It was also ever. an amazing double feature. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In fact, I saw them as a double feature at the Castro, and that was pretty cool. It's um, got to be Nolan, obviously. But obviously Nolan, Tim Smith. Oh, you yeah. haven't seen it, right? Okay. No, but Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight, yeah. Great movie. Oh, my God. Why watch that again? Dark Knight Rises has such a blast. Okay. All right. So now we're in the third round, right? Is that right, Cameron? Yep. Yep. And uh, so going back to the top, we got Denis Villeneuve versus Steve McQueen. Villeneuve. Yeah. Uh, Well, he moves on, but do I think it's McQueen? I might... Question: If uh, McQueen gets a budget as the same budget as a Villeneuve movie, does he make a movie similar or not that epic? Well, I think they're kind of they are in a similar space because they both both make really kind of somber, depressing. They're pretty humorless directors. 
Um, mm. And he's making a World War II movie about the London Blitz with Saoirse Ronan, actually. Um, McQueen is. Who, McQueen? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, that's so I think that's awesome. that's going to be pretty cool. Um, wow. I They're pretty comparable for me, but I think, I think I'd probably give the edge to Villeneuve just because, you know, I love Blade Runner so much, and there's probably more really good movies by him. Um, okay, then next we have Trey Edward Schultz versus Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> Cameron, sorry. <laughs> no, I think I, I agree, I, though. It's Bong. Me and Jews are the number one uh, Trey Edward Schultz fans, And we are, but... we are, eh? but we're also, we were also, like, Bong Ju- on the Bong Joon-ho train before, like, most people with, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, Mother, Snowpiercer, Memories of Murder, come on. Um, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Damon Chazelle versus Sofia Coppola. Ooh. This one's uh, testing your, uh, your metal, uh, Juzo. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say Chazelle, um, but maybe only slightly and only because he's he hasn't made a movie that I haven't liked, and I have seen movies from Coppola that I haven't liked. So, Yeah. Tim, you want to go first? I'm going to go with Coppola. Just f- yeah, Coppola. <laughs> you're just more – you're more of a beguiled head than uh... – no, I just love uh, The Virgin Suicide so much with a passion. That's like one of my top five movies oh, of the wow. 20th century. Really? I oh, it. I love I that, love that movie too. It's a great that movie. That one and Lost in Translation. But yeah. Whiplash, very, it did have a pretty good charge. Um, Babylon's amazing. But yeah. Yeah, I love, I love Whiplash, La La Land. I think I'm going to go with Giselle, even though it's a smaller body of work. I just think he's more, just for me personally, he's, he's met more. And, um, but I, I mean, I love Sophia. That's, that's a tough choice. Um, so yeah, see how her dad's film comes out, Macapocalypse. Ne- yeah, I, that'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know. Um, okay, then we got Brad Bird versus the Safdie brothers. Brad Come Bird? on, people? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna vote the, the man Safdie who made. Brothers. Are you serious? No, that's a joke. Excuse um... <laughs> Kiana, if you can hear, smack this man in the head, man. This no, is... it's no. I guess I guess I'd probably give the edge to Brad Bird, but I I I love the Safety Brothers. I I think they're great. I do too, man. I mean, we're oh. we're talking about all degrees of love here, but <laughs> I, don't I was know. just Come going on. with it because because you both were gonna go for Bird. So I, was, I mean, I look, you, you can be honest. It doesn't matter, but I just think it doesn't make much sense. Okay. Um. All right, moving on. Yeah. We good. Okay. Bird. So now we got Mike Mills versus. I think ultimately we picked Andrew Stanton. Um. Again, our write-ins. I just keep moving up the line here. <laughs> I guess I'll go with Stanton, but <laughs> I don't. I mean. Uh. Yeah, I'll go with Stanton because they're important to my childhood. I guess. But I mean, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Mills, Mills. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think Finding Nemo and Twentieth Century Women are like two of the most moving films like ever made to me. That's a good double feature. Actually, not bad. They're both about like yeah, going out and seeing the world and uh, mm. parents and children. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, Jordan Peele versus Sean Baker. Peel, right? Peel, Peel. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. 
Mm. Feels the man. Okay, and then <laughs> Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who somehow have gotten this far, and <laughs> Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. Yeah, Sam Mendes is going through. Come on now. Tim, are you going to say Lord Miller? I'm thinking about it, so. He has to think about it. Oh, my God. Uh, nah, American Skyfall. Beauty. Yeah, Skyfall. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Mendes. Okay, and then, ooh, this is like, a, you know, Wesley Snipes uh, crying when he shoots someone. Uh, Christopher <laughs> Nolan versus Spike Jones. Sorry, Spike. Uh, Spike. Sorry, you me. just got to get – he, he just me. has to get working. He has to get working again, you know. If he if he was doing more if, movies, maybe – If he'd... he made a movie every three years like Nolan, he yeah. he might be. He could be the guy, honestly. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Unless he made bad movies every three years. But I, I don't uh, think he would. I think like he would Christopher make Nolan. amazing movies. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> well, so, Tim, you actually bet you would go Spike Jones. Yeah, just for her. I think I know that's a hipster movie, and that's – No, it's great. I just love that movie so much. It's, it has to be her. I think even Dark Knight is the best – no, the best movie, but her tops that for me. Just for reference, Tim, how many Nolan movies do you think you like? I think Interstellar is important to watch one time. I don't think it's... it's that doesn't it's sound like no, you liked it. That just sounds like it was important. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I was clicking... I was looking at the clock, like, when is this over? And it still keeps on going. Um, wow, what an endorsement. Okay. Dunkirk, I haven't seen. Tenet. That was the infamous podcast I guess I was on. That's right. Um, <laughs> I think the last movie I did like from him was probably Inception. Okay, okay. So it's it's been a while. Not that they're bad movies. I just they're not my cup of tea. Have you you haven't seen Oppenheimer yet? No. Oh, okay. You might like Oppenheimer. Most of the Nolan haters seem to like Oppenheimer, which is interesting. I, I've been wanting to watch it, but I just wanted to watch an IMAX seventy, but I don't think that will be possible. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um. All right. So we're now into round four, I guess, and we got the very tough Villeneuve pairing versus Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. Ooh. I'm going with Bong Joon-ho, unfortunately. But Villeneuve, it's close. It's really close for me. He was. I think he made it to the to the final round in the Rotten Tomatoes thing, right? Villeneuve? Yeah, it was like Villeneuve, Villeneuve versus did, Nolan. Yeah. 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 Tim, what are you doing? Nothing is going to be as stunning as Bong Joon-ho swooping the Oscars in 2020 for Parasite. All-time Oscars. That would be the best Oscars of my lifetime, I think. That was I think fun. so. Yeah. I think that's a better thing than anything that uh, Dune has or Villeneuve has done. Yeah. But I do like uh, – yeah, Bong Joon-ho is fine. Yeah, I go, I go Bong just because I'm more – he's more unpredictable, more – like I'm excited every time I see his movie because I don't know what I'm yeah. going to expect. Um, so he's moving to the next round. And – okay. And then we got uh, Damien Chazelle versus Brad Bird. The Babylon heads. It's Babylon. I'm, I'm going to have to give my apologies to the Babylon hive because I'm going for Brad Bird. Because oh, wow. of those seminal, the, just those three movies. Honestly, his, his work after that has been a little Ghost Protocol, um, Tomorrowland, Incredibles 2, a little shakier, but... Um, that's a elite, you know, the Incredibles, Tim, new, um, Ratatouille, and what are you guys doing? Tim, give me yours first, and then I'll be the tiebreaker. Okay. That's got to be Chazelle, just for Whiplash and uh, Babylon. I don't care about La La Land or Man on the Moon. 
<laughs> first man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to give it to Chazelle. Oh, my God. Not that late, uh, La La Land's a bad movie. I just... I think his so, other two movies I are mean, better. Here's the thing, Juzo, and... Yes, sir. Um, Bird has... You're right that Brad Bird's first, you know, several movies have been... Um, obviously influential on on both of us and also um they still hold up as as just amazing movies but i mean there's I those are like bona fide classics yeah yeah did he do the iron I, giant yeah iron giant too i will say whiplash and la la land are kind of bona fide classics in their own right as well yeah so. well i was i was gonna say um in terms of who i can't wait to see their next movie it's it's got to be chazelle you know it's Tizel unless if Bird does something original though, I'm hyped. If if he's doing a sequel to The Incredibles, I'm like, come on, dude. Um, which yeah. is the last thing he did. Um, anyway, okay, moving on. Another Pixar guy, Andrew Stanton, or Jordan Peele. <laughs> Wait, I'm Jordan I'm thinking Peele. about this. No, it's Andrew Stanton. <laughs> it's Peele. Is it really? Oh yeah. my god, you guys are killing me here. Terrible. All right. I mean, he's both of your your Pixar heads have have gone uh, gone away. Jesus. Uh... Come on, Finding Nemo. This is like the most beautiful movie ever made. I mean, it's nope. ridiculous. It's nope. It's more beautiful. <laughs> nope, it's pretty beautiful, I guess. But okay, and then we got Sam Mendes or Christopher Nolan. Sam Mendes re- wishes he was Christopher Nolan. Everything know, he's yeah, done has been yeah. trying to be Christopher Nolan. Uh, even though he's older than, but it's yeah, Nolan, it's right? Be, it's gotta be Nolan. The Tim, if you have a register, a no, I think it's it's Dark Knight versus Skyfall for me, and which one do I like more? Um, I mean, I love Skyfall, but Tim, come on, let's be serious now. I'm trying to be. <laughs> no joke. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I, I would you go Mendes or Nolan? <sighs> Nolan. Okay. Very begrudging Nolan from Tim. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got now the final four here. Yep. We got Bong Joon Ho or Damien Chazelle. <laughs> Bong Joon Ho. Hmm. Ch- Chazelle. I think I'm going Chazelle actually. Oh. I think I'm going Chazelle. <laughs> I've been backstabbed. I know. I thought. I Thank thought you. I would have. I thought Bong would have gone further, but I'm just like. <sighs> I don't know. He has a bigger body work. I, I just, to me, La La Land and Whiplash, I would put above even the best bongs, I think. Above Babylon is better than. Just the intro to Babylon is amazing. Like that 20 minute intro. I love it's, it's, yeah. Oh, it's this is great. so, this is so terrible because <laughs> it's <revisionist> obviously <laughs> Nolan is, is going to win now. I wanted well, Bong Joon Ho because I I wanted to fight for him. Oh, see who would the, win of as those. the back foot. Okay, yeah. so Nolan versus Peel. It's where it's, it's Nolan. The, it's Tim. Peele. Yeah, it's Nolan. You, yeah. Tim says Peel. Okay. I think, jokes aside, I think Peel has a bigger future, brighter future than Nolan. Like he has I, more. I'm almost okay. more excited. For, I mean, no, I'm more excited for Nolan. Who am I kidding? I've liked the last two. No, Peel films much more than the last two Nolan films, but the ten films before that by Nolan, I mean, come on, that's that's pretty. If we're looking at the past, it's definitely Nolan. But if we're looking towards the future, I think 
one feels younger and he has more ambition to prove himself. Uh, no one can be a fat cat and just be happy with whatever. <laughs> this is real, uh, besmirching Noel. But I, I, I'm not going to disagree. I do think Peel has a great like. There's there's potential he could rise to that level because he's only has three movies in. If it's like, I mean, if you compare his first three to Nolan's first three, yeah, that's you know that's a better but, first three. But that doesn't always guarantee anything because you know sometimes people like I'm not Shyamalan. You know, there's people fall off and then they come back. But sometimes. if he spreads himself thin and makes these two movies and they're not that good, then we will see. Perhaps. Yeah. So. Well, this okay. list just got really boring. Okay, this list just got really boring. <laughs> what? Because Nolan won. It's or... Nolan versus well, Cazell. Did... That's our final. Yeah, I mean, it's come it's on. gonna go to Nolan, it's of course. Nolan. Yeah. So would you go Cazell or Nolan too? I think Cazell. The if it weren't for the Joker, I would go Cazell. But the Joker is the best thing that Nolan has ever done. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he – I mean, look, who am I kidding? This is – I mean, it was always going to be Nolan. That's almost why I wanted to take him off just because I'm like – he's to me, he's so much above the rest of these. Yeah. I mean, if you guys are just to, to putting aside the bracket, who would be your number two out of all of these? I'm just looking at For it. For me, it's Bong. For me. Yeah. Would you say it's Bong? And then Villeneuve. I added this out of this list. Yeah. It's weird. I would have said Bong, and then I – it's like when it came to him and Chazelle, I went for – Chazelle, I don't know why I. It could from my three probably be. Uh, her Spike Jones for that movie alone, Coppola and Villeneuve. Yeah, Spike Jones actually would be up there despite his. I mean, he just got knocked out because he was against Nolan. Because he was with Nolan, yeah, and that um, is true. This was a weird seating. I feel like the ways they did these brackets. Yeah, these are. These are film people. I don't think they understand <laughs> how to seed a bracket, unfortunately, because, yeah, it's yeah. not doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Honestly, I think one of my favorite guys, one of my candidates for number two got eliminated in the first or the second round, which is Pete Docter. I honestly think he would be, that was the first be up round, there. I think. Yeah. yeah. And also, also Brad Bird, I think. In fact, I think Brad Bird probably would be my number two, just for be, those. Because right I just back. think it's so virtuosic. Oh, Tim's uh, stepping out. I need to rest him real quick. Oh, okay. Oh, we'll be wrapping up pretty soon. But go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, it was uh, it was all but predictable, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we could have we could have seen where this is going. Um, does this it, it, give us? Oh, go ahead. It is tough because, um, Nolan, you're right. Nolan is you know kind of head and shoulders above all these other guys, um, though. It's so it's so interesting. He really his first movie, Memento, was in '98, right? So that's Fo- exactly follow, following was '98, and then Memento. Oh, following was '98. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So that is exactly 25 years, and it seems mm-hmm. like some of these guys only have like three or four movies, um. Whereas Nolan has like 11 or 10 or something. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, oh, and some of these people only made their first movie, you know eight years ago. Like Jordan Peele's first movie was six years ago. Yeah. Which actually is kind of impressive. He has that much, you know, clout in our minds from just that amount of time alone. Um, but yeah, no, it's just anyone in that range. So yeah, but he, but Nolan is, it's, it's interesting because he's like the genius auteur man, but he's also pretty prolific, which is unusual for, he's not like a Stanley Kubrick who, 
Yeah. It's like I need yeah. to take 10 years between every, or even Tarantino kind of does that. Um, there's a little bit of weird spacing going on because of, I think, COVID and some people haven't made a movie in a while because, like, I think Bong's movie probably would have come out a, a year or two earlier instead of, apparently it's coming out in March, Bong, the new Bong movie, but I, yeah. I don't know if it's going to get pushed because of Dune because those are both Warner's movies. and Mickey 17. Yeah, Mickey 17. Which really, by the way, the pushing of Dune back, that just sucks on so many levels, but that's yet another reason um, that Warner Brothers studio is just deeply embarrassing. Um, not to mention they lost Christopher Nolan. I mean, they must be kicking themselves now that as Oppenheimer you're nearly near as a billion dollars. Um, but, but yeah, but they, they, it was a more of a show off with a uh, Margot Robbie and she did a pretty good movie too. Yeah, that's true. They did. Yeah. They did okay with Barbie. That's, that's a fair point. Um, um any real quick, I'm not sure you guys talked about this, but, any uh, notable mentions? Honorable mentions who we uh, didn't uh, talk about on the list? Yeah. Anything that... Yeah, th- there's a few people who we didn't squeeze in. I made like a whole list of people who we might... Who we could have squeezed in, who we just didn't really... You know, so, we didn't want to mess the list up too much. But yeah. like Kenneth Lonergan is fantastic. We made Manchester by the Sea and Margaret. He's great. He does more kind of theater, I think. That's why he's only made a few movies. Jeff Nichols. Um, yeah, Jeff Nichols is great. He has a new movie called The Bike Riders. Really excited for that. Um, Xavier Dolan. I mean, I only the only movie I really love by him is Mommy, but, I mean, he's a talented filmmaker. Apparently, he's retiring at 34, however old he is. He started making movies when he's 19. He's already burned out, I guess. Um, yeah, Christopher, and then Christopher McQuarrie, who we talked a little bit at the beginning of the show, who made the last few Mission Impossibles, I think is uh, really talented. Um, and uh, Mike Flanagan, I, th- I saw you on that list. Yeah, Mike Flanagan, Doctor Sleep, that's really good. Uh, Ian- Armando Iannucci, that made the death of Stalin. Yeah, um, he is- would have been my number two. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> the only the only movie I've ever seen by him, but uh, it's a great one. Uh, you know, I don't know Lee Unkrich. Other, I mean, I didn't want to load it with every Pixar guy, but like Lee Unkrich, Coco is really great. Um, this is kind of so. I'm I'm yeah. just looking over the. Uh, um, the official bracket and the democratic yeah reitman got really far <laughs> did he really surprisingly far he he went up against bong jun ho for the third round um beating she, she, out luca guadino um and joanna hoag uh, well he might that. honestly he might have made it that far for me if we hadn't done the replacement actually because yeah I might put him above. It feels weird to put him about above Todd Field because he's so much more talented. But I do think Reitman has like a solid. Even though he's fallen off, he's made a solid body of good movies. Um, and certainly, he would have beaten uh, John Hogg. Um, and then I'm going through IMDb as well. Um, what about Joaquin Trier? Oh, that's an interesting. Is he? Does he start in that period in the 2000s? Yeah, he, I think his first one was 2000. 2000. I loved for, uh, Worst Person in the World. I can't really speak for his other his other movies. I've sort of been like oh, pretty good on, but Worst Person in the World is one of the best films of the last couple of years for sure. Um, he's he's definitely t- talented, uh, talented filmmaker. He should have won. Why did he not win? Oh, Drive My Car won Best Original Best Foreign Film that year. Yeah, that movie was fine. It was good. It was good. Um. So anyway, in in conclusion here, if this exercise yeah. was of any value whatsoever um 
does this get, does this feel like you uh, we have hope for the future of filmmaking as we go through all these people uh, i yes sort of it, uh-huh. I, that's one of my points i wanted to say when it's been a while so i want to cover last things but I did, next time i will cover more things as my intro but i did want to say that this year it feels important or crucial to see where films go if these movie these big movies uh fincher um scorsese scorsese there's a couple other big movies that they don't yeah. pan out then we're in a crisis but i think this year is shaping to be an amazing year it just depends on how it plays out yeah yeah no i hope so i i I'm and i want totally to with you there i think yeah. fincher mostly except for fincher personally but i think a lot of these other movies are gonna be great too I mean, yeah, Michael Mann is returning with Ferrari. You've got Alexander Payne has a new movie, which apparently, according to the festival, sounds like it was really good. Um, Linklater has a new movie. Yeah, yeah, Poor Things, the Orgus Lanthimos. Um, I don't know if there's many people on this this specific list. Oh, Sofia Coppola, her movie about Priscilla Presley, um, Mm. just came out, and apparently that was good. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm sure it will be better than Elvis, which was mid. Um, Sorry, Um, but... I, th- I think, again, I mean, I'm still uh, concerned about about the opportunities people have to make these kind of movies on this kind of scale, the movies that a lot of these people on uh, that we've been talking about uh, get to make. But I do have to say that this year, and even though Barbie is a you know movie based on a toy, that movie doing so, Barbie and Oppenheimer being the highest grossing movies of the year, along with I think the Super Smash Bros. movie. These are all non-sequel movies, which is pretty yeah. hard to, you know, I don't know when's the last time that's happened. And certainly when's the last time a three-hour drama where it's just people talking has made nearly a billion dollars. That's that's pretty unheard of, I think, um, since, I don't know, days of like, what, like Schindler's List? Um, so I, I kind of have a feeling there there's a, there's a little bit of a... Uh, a change in the in the winds, I think, for audiences in terms of what they're interested in seeing and sort of um, maybe being more interested. And away having all these movies getting pushed back, including, I mean, unfortunately, Dune, but all the, having leaving just auteur movies for the rest of the year could result in something interesting, which is maybe people go and see, uh, you know, maybe a bunch of people go see the new Scorsese movie. Maybe a bunch of people go see adam driver in a michael mann ferrari movie you know and and we might see a lot of people um showing more interest in in the kinds of movies that were kind of felt like on the downturn in the last few years um uh, of course on the other hand they might all just go see the taylor swift concert movie and not see anything else which by the way i can't even say i'm that mad about the taylor swift thing because even that is is even though it's sort of a franchise in a certain way just in terms of her fan base or whatever i i find it heartening that it's, at least it's people going to see a movie based on being a fan of the artist as opposed to being a fan of just the the property or the ip you know what i mean and um not to mention also just the fact that the way she's doing it where it's not benefiting the studios it's just the money is just going to her and the theaters i think actually i, I gotta give her props for that um so it it should be an interesting. But, September is a pretty dry month, but but October it's gonna really heat up. At least, if not 
financially, artistically, it's going to be very cool. But Juzo, aren't you excited to see Expendables? Expendables 4? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> uh, wow. Well. Real... Go ahead, Tim. No, I would say that. That would be that's an interesting. I know it's not a good movie, but I think Expendables 1 is an interesting accumulation of all the 80s stars and 90s that they won us for raw. And that would be interesting profile to look at. That's just my two takes. Is is that your suggestion for the next month of Cinema Spectator? <laughs> no. This is like year 5 of Cinema Spectator, year 6 where you look okay. at these famous 80s action movies stars of that style where they end up going together which is almost like the original avengers in one way perhaps perhaps <laughs> i mean i know i know but that, that was a pretty big movie at the time i remember it was a great marketing thing it was one of those things where it was fun to see the trailer and all the names but there's certain movies i just kind of like seeing the trailer for and then it's like i don't need to it's like Clifford the Big Big Red Dog. Like I actually went and saw the movie. I was like, I should have just let this be a trailer <laughs> that amused me for two minutes, and then not. I didn't need to really see the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but all right. Well, uh, I think that's I think that's all we have um, for me. I Christopher think, Nolan wins I think again. We should we should finish it. Yeah. Apparently. Nolan is the greatest director of all time, and we should all just bow down uh, to him. Apparently, that's he what definitely we're all has the. Here. Yeah, he has the. I think even though I'm more mixed on Oppenheimer, he kind of has the belt now. It feels like I think the the people who doubted him, who I had to make my case towards and say I'm not just a, a film bro. I actually think he is the great modern director. I think he's the next Spielberg. Um, sort of designation which for a while people were like is it ryan coogler is it and it's like post post wakanda forever and post oppenheimer it's christopher nolan i think there's no doubt about it yeah yeah i agree cool all right well thank you for having me on the show again first time officially yeah thanks, thanks for, for being here tim on. hopefully i added um, something rather than subtracted i think you Definitely. did you, you gave uh, you you started making Juzo sweat a couple of the uh, sure. of the, ch- of the choices. Like and that was that was worthwhile for me. Yeah, so, yeah. it's <laughs> crushing betrayal. And uh, yeah, you'll send me a text after this. Right. How could you, Tim? Yeah. All right. How do you betray us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, we'll see you next week. <laughs>